Welcome to Kill the Cast. The interview show is back. My name is Jerry, and joining me all the way from the Exploding Heads horror movie, and you have to include the horror movie part, podcast, I've got the man himself, Brandon. What up, everybody? Pleasure to be here. The the only person on the show whose head I don't want to explode. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kind of oh. nervous. This is actually kind of nerve-wracking. Having listened to the first few interviews you've done... Man, you really get everyone to open up. It gets deep. Yeah, dude, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's uh, getting guys to open up and just let me get in there deep. Yeah, I, seriously. I mean, because every show there's been some just like hilarious story. Uh, you had JP with the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 VHS sex story. You had Dave Z with the... Um, the fake arrest reports. Act, yeah, his <laughs> arrest reports. Uh, you had Watson with his cam girl story. Uh, there, it's a big shoes to feel. We do, but we get into it, and uh, we we get great questions from the audience. And I've got a few questions myself. I sprinkle in whenever the mood strikes me. And cool. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I have any crazy stories like they do, but well, we're gonna find we'll out see. at some point. Uh, I I hear you have. Uh, a French fetish, so we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, and uh, we'll, at some point, we'll have to, you know, really unzip and talk about the Angry Inch. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so let's start now. I want. I'm gonna start with a big one. I got a private private message from someone who was like, "Hey, yo, I got some questions." So Dave Z steps up to bat first, and he said. Desert Island picks, you can bring only one with you and the other stay. And you've got uh, like nine of these, or no, there's like five of these, and then he's got like a few other questions. So here we go. You can either take Picnic at Hanging Rock or the Ninth Configuration. Which one are you taking? Ninth Configuration. Oh, over as much as you talk about Picnic at Hanging Rock, I had to listen to you talk about this movie on uh, Cinema Attack. You remember the early episodes of Cinema Attack? I was an early supporter. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I was there at the beginning. I was sending in questions. I had to fight with a French lady over Jaws of Revenge. Like, oh, man. What there was serious was. stuff going on. Yeah, uh, it seems like a lot more people support the show once me and Charlene left. You know, it's weird. I, You would have thought... Uh, that y'all three were a good fit, but not even, but it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes the chemistry just really isn't there. And as good of friends of y'all are and all of that, it just, it just did not click. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know what it was, but it just didn't seem like this, this triangle fit. It either worked like, like you and Charlene work and then you and Brandon work. And then, and, and, Derek. and then Derek and Charlene could work, but never all three at the same time. You know yeah, what I mean? it, it, it was tough to get our rhythm going. I, I mean, I didn't stop for that reason. I really just stopped because doing two podcasts at the same time was just – it's just too much. It really is, especially given the size of Exploding Heads in terms of the length of shows we, we were doing at the time. We were still doing four, four-and-a-half-hour shows. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's one of the reasons why, like, I've I've said – 
I will only do podcasts that are under my control. I only will do like my interview show, complete bonus. Jerry Hates Action, complete bonus. Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, complete bonus. They're all under my control. I have soul, like, uh, like I'm the boss. I get to decide when they record. You know, I give everyone gets a, a chance to say what they want to say and everything. But ultimately, I'm recording, I'm editing, I'm scheduling. And that makes it to where I will never get overwhelmed because I control it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. In fact, we originally set out to do Cinema Attack as like 90 minutes max. But after the first episode, we, we, we just couldn't we just couldn't get it down to that, that thought, short of time frame. Y'all thought y'all were going to do a 90-minute show when y'all were each bringing a movie? Yeah, we were going to try to be quick and God, get in, get out. Down. And yeah, it was... <laughs> It just didn't work out from the very first start, from the very first episode. And the first episode, we had to record twice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I understand because, like, with Kill the Cast, like, I've always stated I want the show as much as possible, unless it's a special show, to be under two hours. So, all of that's we only do one movie. That's it. Sometimes we'll do a movie and a topic, but rarely will we ever do more than one movie at a time, unless it's like Horror Coliseum, we do do two movies, and those go over two hours but i'm fine with that it's it's something special i miss the days of doing just like one or two movies actually we never did one but two movies yeah i and y'all do a lot of movies on there but y'all also have yeah like your round robins that are like five minute you know reviews sometimes those are the most stressful to me because most of the time when i'm prepping notes for those it's usually like two three weeks after i've watched them so i hardly remember them anymore yeah, like I, the feature reviews I saved for like a day or two before. That's unless what you're I doing do. a lot of movies. Yeah, uh, and I'm with you. I I couldn't do it. Uh, one, I feel like it's really hard to get into a conversation about. I I don't necessarily want to review a movie. I want to discuss a movie. So it's harder for me to do a spoiler-free review. This is what I think of the movie. I'm not good at that. I am good at at having a conversation and bouncing off someone else where it's you can say whatever you want no holds bar yeah I, I agree that's that's more my uh my speed also i like to bounce off of what dave and christian say i feel like if i'm driving the conversation which is not often it's uh it's not a comfortable position for me i'd rather just be bouncing off of other people's ideas and, and thoughts yeah, I mean, some people just cannot give it. They have to receive it. That's what they're comfortable with. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I, it I'm works, a receiver. Yeah, it works very well by Exploding Heads. One of the things that I like, and, and y'all bring it up a lot, where y'all will be like, I know we're bouncing all over the place, but I actually like that because it feels like a natural conversation that's just happening. and It, it makes for Exploding Heads to be very, very uh, just or original and natural and feel like hey, these guys are, are telling the truth and telling it how it is. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually except glad for to hear Christian. you say that. <laughs> Christian, on the other hand, obviously gets paid to make y'all review uh, Friday the Nightmare at Camp <laughs> Machete Bro 3 or whatever that movie was called. Oh, Camp Death 3. <laughs> you, you know what the funny thing is about that? Dave Z is so obsessed with his percentage number of how many good movies he's watched <laughs> this year that he wrote to me and Christian telling us, that he does not want to count this film because he didn't pick it because he <laughs> wouldn't have picked it to watch because the the uh, director sent us a screener. He's like, I'm not counting it officially for my list. He's like, I'm still 30 for 37. 
No bullshit. Yes. Bullshit. He, anything he rates a seven or above, he keeps track of. He was like 30 for 37. And he's like, I'm not counting this because you count it because you did it for that podcast and your life. As far as the horror community <laughs> goes is being the face of exploding heads. Like I've, I said it in the Dave show. I don't see a host on exploding heads. I don't see a main person, but there's a reason there's a Dave Z nation. Yeah, you know, Dave Z is is literally the the rock station of of the of the podcast world. He's the fa- one oh seven five, the Dave <laughs> Z Nation. You know, some shit like that. That's who Dave Z is. So I'm sorry, Dave. We're we're, we're calling it. You have to count it. Yeah, I agree. And Dave, Dave's very modest, but he's definitely the leader, the host of the show. I mean, I'm lucky enough where I'm doing this with two hosts because Christian is awesome as the host of TGIF 13. So either one of them could lead the show. But Dave definitely leads Exploding Heads and keeps me and Christian on track because me and Christian, we'll just go off and just start talking about nonsense as as most of the time you hear anyway. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Y'all are always just trying to one-up each other on on who's winning joke-wise. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like he's been getting the, the best of me lately. It's been making me depressed. I'm going to be honest. I've been, a, I've been a little bit ashamed of you lately. Um, <laughs> you're just not up to par. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe as a Jewish person, you don't feel like you're at the top right now. Um, but it's okay. We'll take, we'll take you to Israel and you can come back and... and You'll you'll be you'll be one hundred percent soon. I feel it is it is my birthright. It I really do. is, and if you yeah. and if you know another uh, group of people decide to fuck your group of people over again, it'll Christian and Dave will will be America, and they will take land from someone else and give it back to your people. One hundred percent. We have your back. I'll even join. I'll throw a rock. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I'll throw a rock from a safe distance, but I'll throw yeah. a rock. Uh, so let's go on. He's got a few more. Uh, so music or movies? Movies. Movies. Yeah. Cause you can cheat and have musicals, right? Yeah. That, and it, it's weird. I'm not like, I love music, but man, I'm, I'm not a huge music person. Okay. Fair. I feel like I used to be a huge music person. And as I got older, I'm not. It's funny. Cause I'll see like you posting and Watson posting and everybody posting about all these different bands. And 98% of them, I don't – like, it's like you're talking a different language. I'm like, what the hell? It's- <laughs> to be fair, Watson and I, for the most part, like, we, we share very similar tastes. Um, and when it comes to, uh, rap, like, rock music, we're both very much into music that spawned from uh, the punk side of things. And yeah, then see, with- I have no taste in music. I like 80s one-hit wonders. Yeah, so see, it's- and I – like, I hate almost all music, bef- like, like – from the 80s and 70s except for punk music like i cannot stand that glam hair metal 80s music yeah that's what i listen to <laughs> yeah you know if someone wants to out one hit like the hits of a decade it's the 90s for me i'm like hell yeah I'll listen to matchbox 20 are you kidding me all fucking day i listen yeah. to matchbox 20 today i'm not even gonna lie nice i went to kroger and they were playing it and i had to play it on the ride home not, okay. Not me. I want to listen to Firehouse or Damn Yankees. <laughs> All those cheesy 80s hair bands. I, I want to eat at a Firehouse Subs, if that counts. Was the name of the group Firehouse? Firehouse Subs. I never had a Firehouse Sub. Oh, they, 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 dude, it's uh like it was made by firefighters. If anyone knows how to give you 12 inches properly, it's a firefighter. <laughs> uh, so uh, here's a fun one. Drugs or alcohol? 
Huh. I'm not big on either, but I'll take... I'll take drugs. Take drugs? Okay. I'm assuming that includes prescription drugs. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then you, drugs. Your Viagra is included in that. <laughs> uh, porno or literature? Porn. I can't believe you there. Uh, I'm not even going to lie and pretend like I'm, <laughs> like I'm a big well, reader okay. or something. Or I can't remember. Individual. I want to say I asked someone at some point what their favorite like genre of porn is. But on our show, we talk about it a lot because Kenneth is a huge consumer of porn. Uh, really? Like, oh, really? God, yes. Kenneth will tell you uh, names of all kind of people. Like, even when I lived with him, just porno magazines stacked to the fucking ceiling in the bathroom. Uh, he, in fact, uh, when we did our Ghostbusters commentary, uh, cartoon commentaries, like on episode two or three, he started telling us about horrorporn.com and was talking about like a scene where this guy gets gangbanged by a bunch of like the Silent Hill nurses and shit. Wait, I got to uh, bookmark this. Yeah. And so like <laughs> we're, we're trying to get them to sponsor us or something just to get Kenneth a, a, a subscription for free. Uh, but there's like a a um, a female cin- uh, pinhead cinnabite on there smoking. Oh, that sounds awesome! I'm, I know what I'm doing later. Exactly, like like it's so like porn. Like Kenneth wants us to do commentaries on uh, porn movie spoofs, like Edward Penis Hands and Nightmare on Wet Street and shit like that. I would listen to that. Would you? Yeah, I would. Okay, we're thinking about doing it. We we we're on it. We're putting it out there. Uh, but speaking of porn and hard decisions, Dave Z or Christian? Oh my God! Don't make me choose. You have to. I I <laughs> I ain't making. Dave Z made you did this. So Dave Z is okay with the possibility of getting his feelings hurt. Period. Dave has admitted to being on the larger side so for porn purposes i'm taking christian only because he's a little bit more tight-lipped about it so it makes me think that he's a little smaller and a little gentler plus dave z's from new york and christian's from canada i mean who which one is going to give you a background straight up (laughs) that's true you know uh next one is (laughs) moods jp or jeremy i feel like i know the answer you okay what do you think i'm gonna say a hundred percent jeremy he's gonna be Easy to control, manipulate. He he has those soft uh, cheeks. You know what I'm nah, saying? I'm no? taking JP. Taking JP? Do you need your lawn cut that bad? <laughs> well, okay, why hey. JP? Hello? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah, why JP? Why not? I, I, I feel like <laughs> JP will be a gentle lover. I, I, I will say this. I've had many... Many of great conversations with JP, um, and and but even on conversations, with, I think I might pick Jeremy because me and him can like really get into like uh, old media, laserdisc, old movies, actual filmmaking, and we both were big into the retro gaming scene at one point. So like I feel like even though like I'm not into sports and Jeremy's not into hip hop, so we will kind of have to leave those out. I feel like we'll have that conversation there. I thought we're talking simply from a lovemaking standpoint. Uh, even from a lovemaking standpoint, I'm going with Jeremy. I feel like JP's got to have too much hair. Moods has got to have way too much hair. Yeah, Moods is a is a freaking bear. Like uh, Moods, Jeremy though. I feel like with me and Jeremy, we would probably just be apologizing for our insecurities the whole time, back and forth. See, uh, not I'm, me. I'm taking Jeremy to town. <laughs> I'm taking Jeremy. As many times as as I've ripped him a new one, it'll be nice to do it physically. 
All right. Franchise horror movies or standalone films? Franchise. I have to go franchise just because Jaws. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no way for me to get around that. The only thing that sucks is, like, what necessitates a franchise? Like, if, if, if there's a movie and then a remake and then a prequel to the remake, does that count as a franchise? You know what? There's is, there's really no strict definition for a franchise. You know, the 22 Shots guys counted as four movies or more. We've been counting it as, as three movies. I would agree with three movies. Yeah. But, you know, even if there's three movies in the same universe, not necessarily, you know, a one, two, three, but like you said, an, an original, a remake, and a, and a prequel, I, I count it. Yeah, because I'm thinking The Thing from Another World, John Carpenter's The Thing, and then the prequel The Thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm good with that. Me too. I'm good. All right. A- uh, Anya Taylor Joy, mm-hmm. Jane Levy, or Lauren Ashley Carter. Well, Lauren already turned me down, so I'm gonna go with Jane Levy. Okay. Last one. The Bear Jew or Colored Bear? Now, <laughs> I-, I-, I know what the Bear Jew is. I don't know what Colored Bear is. Oh God, <laughs> colored bear! <laughs> I, I don't know if I missed if I missed that at some point. Everybody missed it. It's the one and only thing that I've ever asked in Exploding Heads history to be removed from a show. Oh wow! And he busted your ass by putting it here. Well, guess he, what? Tell the did. story. You got and to. I, and I will tell it. The littlest Reich. Cuddly bear. I like cuddly bear. I love cuddly bear. <laughs> But for the whole damn movie, I thought they were calling him Colored Bear. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, And man. let me tell you something. We, we had some good laughs out of that review in particular because, man, I was just – it was just a disaster of a review for me. But we had some good laughs out of it. But ultimately, I said, can you please take it out because I, I felt like I was coming off racist in this review. It was like the most racist review I ever did. What what episode was that on? Because I don't remember y'all talking about this. Did I? Miss it was. Just, one? I was think it was it, the same one we did Camp Death 3D on. I, it was okay, like our. I need to go back what and we, look. What we've been watching. Maybe it's because a colored bear was taken out that I that you know it didn't. You, yeah. You, you took the world away from your the thing that would have set it on fire. You know, looking at it now, I would have said leave it. But in hindsight, man, I was so stressed out that night. I I couldn't sleep, and the next day I was like, Christian, can you please? Just take it out. I, I was I, thinking that people would react negatively to it, but it's and kind I of can't blame enough. you. In the, in this world's climate, um, you don't like you're if you're not racist, you never want to come off as racist. And sometimes you like something you say in hindsight, you're looking at it and go that could be taken the wrong way. Yeah, I, I really want I you know I need to edit that out. And personally, I think a lot of t- I don't see that as being politically correct. I see that as you being responsible to yourself fuck the audience at that point you're trying to make sure you're not misrepresenting yourself and if you're saying something uh off colored you need (laughs) to make sure that off colored bear yeah off colored bear funny enough uh so the actor who plays that uh skeeta jenkins uh he has listened to kill the cast he yeah, was, that's awesome. Did you guys do a, a uh, an interview with him? No, uh, Horror Mafia did an interview with him. Oh, Horror Mafia! But did. Um, I talked to him a bit when he listened to uh, my re- the review we did. Well, it was me, um, uh, 
fucking Scott Crawford and um wow, I can't believe Bill Casanelli. We got together and all did a improv to review of the movie and a lot and I, for some reason it caught the eye of like everyone like Cinestate retweeted it and talked about talked about it Fangoria uh, Skeeta, the guy who gets the uh, engine dropped on his face. Nice. Uh, I can't remember his name, even though I literally was looking at his stuff the other day. Um, so, like, that one got, like, a lot of of hits. So, I was actually pretty proud of that one. But he listens to this. Yeah, I'm oh. glad he didn't listen to the Exploding Heads review, the the original one. For he would have been like, who's, who's this little white boy calling me colored bear? <laughs> For real, he's a really cool dude, though. So I think he might have actually laughed at it. Um, uh, maybe he was—he was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, he was all about—he stole every scene he was in. He did. He did. Um, all right, but you have to make a decision now: the bear Jew or colored bear. You know what? I'm going with colored bear. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the end of that part. But Dave Z has some other questions. Now we get into the real meat of it. This is a question I really like. How has your taste changed, if at all, since becoming a podcast host and maybe seeing films from a different perspective? Hmm, good question. You know what? I I feel like at times I'm definitely overly critical of movies now, just from reviewing them now for three years. Whereas in the past, I mean, before I started podcasting, anytime I watched a movie, I never thought about what I'd rate it. I either liked it or I didn't. Whereas now I'm I'm breaking it down so much that it's kind of zapped the enjoyment of some films. Yeah, I actually don't rate movies um, as much as I possibly can because I don't like to. I like to just dis- discuss the film. People will know how I feel about the film just from what I, I say about it. Yeah. Um, but on Horror Coliseum, I have to break down the film into categories. But it actually helps the film sometimes. Uh, for instance... When, uh, when we did, uh, there will be one of the horror coliseums coming up, my breakdown and who wins for me between the Friday nightmare, a nightmare movie wins that I would have, that I would have never have picked over Friday the 13th movie any day of the week, but it beat a Friday the 13th movie. Wow. For you, that's saying something. Yeah, exactly. Because I try to be unbiased and I try to judge it on, even if it didn't work for me. Does that mean they did it wrong? Yeah, that's fair, and that's the way you should do it. And I, I try to be that way as well. And, uh, I mean, sometimes... Ha- so has it, like, obviously it has changed your perspective on films, but has it changed your taste? Is there something you used to really enjoy, like a dumb, you know, schlocky slasher, that now when you watch it, you're like, I don't want to watch... Uh, death camp 3d massacre 780 yeah you know what it's made me appreciate i, I don't want to just lump it in all as art house horror but more psychological thought-provoking you know intelligent horror films so the films like camp death 3d which i did enjoy i gave it an above average uh grade are not the films i tend to seek out now whereas in the past those were the type of, like you said, schlocky films I'd want to watch. If anything, the the reviewing the films has kind of brought down my ratings on some of the franchise films. Like um, the Evil Dead sequels and the Phantasm sequels. 
I just didn't love them as much as I used to before reviewing them. You know, funny enough, I was uh, I was watching Phantasm earlier today when I was gathering all the questions. I mm-hmm. got a Phantasm laser disc in, and I was like, "Oh fuck it, let me put this in." And uh, so I had that on, and it got me thinking about Phantasm movies, and I was like, "I I really don't like the fourth movie, and I fucking hate the the fifth one." And I was just like, it, "As a franchise goes on, like it typically gets worse and worse." But how many times does it get to a point where there's a movie that, like, I feel hurts the franchise? Not that not that it's just a bad movie, but it hurts the franchise. Yeah. And it's funny. Me, I, I never think of it that way about films hurting the franchise because I'm always able to just individually pick out the film or just stop a series at a certain point. I guess the best example of films that could hurt the franchise would be films in the Saw series. But I don't even hate – the last two, the final chapter or Jigsaw, even though I didn't think either one was great, I still give them well above average uh, grading. Yeah, I, I just think at some point you you like for for me with Phantasm, it comes down to like I it just was not a satisfying ending. It just yes. did, it did not work for me. I I was literally just I don't know. And I, sometimes I will watch a movie and I just will not get it, and I will be like, what the hell. Because it, it literally just happened. I just watched um, Incident in a Ghost Land. Okay. And at the end of it, I was just like, I had to have missed something. Like, I'm not, not that it was a bad movie. It's just I didn't understand it. I, did, I, I could not figure out the timeline after just watching it once. Second View Dave. Yeah, I mean, second views help a lot. For Incident with a Ghost Land, I've only watched it once. And uh, I felt like I was right on, t- on top of, of it in terms of understanding it. And I really enjoyed it. Getting back to Phantasm, the fifth movie, when we did the franchise, that fifth movie almost killed me. <laughs> I, I, I have, I still don't know what's going on. The, the whole franchise show, the whole Phantasm franchise show that we did, I felt like I was going to die at the end of it. Just because my brain could not comprehend everything that was going on in that series. Yeah, I'm 100% with you there because, like... I'm with the franchise through all the way through the third movie. At the fourth movie is where I go, this really is just kind of boring. They are doing some very interesting things here. But for the most part, I'm just overall bored. Mm-hmm. And then the, the fifth movie, I was just like, why did y'all, why did you want it to go this direction? Why did you want this ending? I, I just don't get it to where... Like, Anyway, we'll we'll let that. I'm die I'm right there with deaths. you. I right there. I'm right there with you. By the time it got to the fourth film, I I mean it's. I wouldn't say I hated them, but uh, I was just, I was done at three. Yeah, I I and I'm with you there, one hundred percent. All right, here's another really good question from Dave. And Dave, I just want to point out here with your uh, questions. I like them. I really like them. Uh, you're giving me ammunition. And you're giving me a, a prod to poke the cattle with. Because he would he, man, wait till you hear this question. You'll know exactly why I'm saying this. What do you hear other podcasts doing that just make you scratch your head? Don't hold back on your answers. Tell it like it is. Ha ha. Hmm. Well, you know what? It's funny because Dave is, is the king of that because he listens to so many podcasts. I don't even listen to my own podcast anymore. I haven't listened to an episode of Exploding Heads since probably back in the 40s. 
Man. But y'all had some of the best episodes in 1940, though. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, Dave. Dave was what, like 20 years old back then? Yeah, but it was all you were just on fire because you had such like political intrigue going at the time, and and just the yeah. fact that you were recording from an addict. Yeah, it was man. Some of the stuff you said was really powerful. I will never forget just how politically just passionate you were when you reviewed certain movies. Uh, People under the stairs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I kept most of my film notes in my friend Anne's diary. Did you see where they <laughs> they they uncovered some pages that were hidden in there in it in her diary like I'm being dead serious oh, and okay. it was her talking about like sexual stuff? Really? Yeah. Is this is this true? I didn't 100% know. 100% true. I I I did my Google checks when I read the article and looked into it. They literally found some hidden pages where, like, pages were kind of like glued together, and they were able to get them open. And uh, it was her talking about her sexuality and men and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. I can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. I, I like legitly, I'm not. Wow. <laughs> I if I, I will Google the article later and send it to you. It cool. it, it was a real thing, but en- en- enough jewing around. Uh, what are some things that podcasts do that are an instant turnoff for you? You know what? I don't like when everyone's audio levels are, are off. And I hear this on a lot of podcasts that I've listened to in the past where one person sounds perfectly clear. One person sounds like they're underwater. The other person sounds like, as Christian would say, like they're swallowing their mic. It's just, I don't know. There's just gotta be, even in, in (laughs) post-production, There's got to be some sort of way to fix that. Uh, If everyone records on the same channel, they're really like if whoever's recording is recording everything on the same channel, then it's really hard to fix it. Yeah. And and that's the problem because we we record on the same channel as well. But we're all really conscious about about keeping our levels the same. Christian will come right out and say, hey, you know, back away from the mic. Yeah, and and it's also like having good equipment. Like uh, all three of us on Kill the Cast, we now all three record using the exact same uh, Yeti uh, microphone. Okay, I still have the Snowball. I haven't, yeah, I haven't upgraded yet. You sound good for for uh, snow. I didn't know you were into snowballing. Personally. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm very uh, big into snowballing. Have you done it thirty seven times? Yeah. On the way to the parking lot? On the way to the parking lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there are times where I've listened to a show and I was just like, you know what, this show would be... I would listen to the show if the audio quality was not so bad because sometimes it is it is really bad. In fact, I recently was a guest on a podcast where um, we were all supposed to be recording our own channels and then we were going to all... You know, everyone would send it to the one person and they were going to edit it all together. Mm-hmm. Well... So Someone on the show uh, had a problem with theirs and something happened. And now what would have been a, like, I don't want to, like, toot my own horn or anything or, like, jack off on the mic. But what would have been a top-tier A-level show immediately dropped down to a D because of one person's audio quality. Yeah, that sucks. 
it it really does it re- I, I i hate it just, there was a podcast i used to listen to that i can't listen to anymore because they one person thinks it's funny to just randomly start yelling and i'm yeah. like that's too i can't deal with it yeah i feel like if you're gonna make the commitment to doing the podcasting you should at least invest a little bit of money to to try and put out the best quality product you can yeah to be fair it's not expensive no, uh, it's not. A hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars will get you your mic. Um, if you're if you're editing, Audacity's free. If you need a recording program, Total Recorder is like twenty bucks. I mean, in, or everyone, if you're really good at editing, Audacity's free. Everyone can re- record their own audio, and then send it to you, and you can edit all three of them in, so you don't have to spend any money. Yeah, on editing I, software. I used Audacity when I edited the. Uh... The solo cast. <laughs> I'm still looking for the no breathe option. <laughs> I looked. I was trying to find it. Let's Nowhere just say. I, let's just say I overproduced that episode just a tad. I, I dude. I I listened to that and I was just like, he literally like went in and just trigger cut everything. I really did. You know what? I, I'm still proud that I did it and I I own it and I'm. I'm happy that for the most part, the positive feedback for the subject material, you know, came back and and people enjoyed what I was talking about. But I set out originally to do that as sort of a fast paced radio personality. Like, like that's how I pictured it. And it just I guess I came close to that, but it was just too over the top. And in hindsight now, it would just be more laid back kind of the way dave did it or yeah and christian did it the same way as well just laid back just a conversation with the listeners yeah and it also gave you a bit more respect for you know christian having having to edit the show yeah no i mean i i've always respected christian for editing the show because i mean they're not short shows to edit and uh after i heard episode one what he was able to do and and how how good we all sounded not that we're messing up all the time but Man, he he's good. He's really good, dude. It can strike you when you li- when you listen to a show that you were awed, and then the way it comes out, and you're just like, "How did they edit this like that?" It's a ama- like the, I can't remember how many times that uh, when I was doing Married with Children, I would go and listen to the show and be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like just the like Alex's ear for what should be taken out and what should be done and all of that. It, to me is on a level I will never get to. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, some I, people just have it. Yeah, I I I don't have that and believe me if I had to listen to to the show unedited, I would be out of podcasting by now. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm already a head case about about trying to do the best I can and being insecure about whether or not my performance on the show was was up to par, especially trying to keep pace with Dave and Christian. But uh Man, if I had if it was unedited and you heard me, you know, stammering through sentences and fumbling and losing thoughts, I would just be like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I actually always wait for someone to come and tell me that I need to edit Kill the Cast more because for the most part, I hit record and we go. There is very little that I edit out if I edit anything at all. It is just a, a natural flow. And I think the only reason we can do that is because we only go for you know, an hour and a half to two hours. If we were doing those three to four hour shows, I would have to edit a lot more. Yeah. 
but yeah. it's it's something that I always worry that someone's going to hit me up and be like, your show would be so much better if you edited more. No, see, I love that more, the, 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 the rawness of it. And, uh, you know, Christian does a lot of editing, but I'm not sure to the extent how – it's not that he's taking out so much content. It's that he's, you know, cutting out where we pause, where we stammer a little. It's, it's just because there's such long episodes, it takes a while. So he's got to listen all the way through. So I'm not sure he's taking out necessarily the – he's not taking out the flow of our conversation, which is good because that's, to me, the best part of a podcast. I like that natural conversation. I don't want it to be too overly produced. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. And one of the other things I noticed is it, there's a strong argument for quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of shows that just shit out shows constantly. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, just calm down, put a little bit more time into it, put a little bit more, you know, real effort into it. And, and don't and don't put out fucking uh, four to six, uh, four to six shows a month, but just put out, you know, two or three of really high quality stuff. And that's one of the things I've always liked about Exploding Heads is it's always been about the quality of the show and not. Oh, we got to make sure we get one out. It's I can always I'm sure behind the scenes y'all are y'all are like, hey, we need to record this date. We need to make sure we're hitting this, you know, mark and all that. But it's never it never do I feel like y'all put an episode out and I'm like, oh my god, again, <laughs> really? Like well, I've well, already you. three shows behind and now you're dropping one because for the most part, I think the only exploding head show. No, there's been two I've skipped recently. Uh, the best, uh, y'all did a best of show recently uh, that yeah. I, I will most likely get to, but I did skip it and go ahead and went to the psycho show. Okay. Uh, cause I love psycho and I still, and even after listening to y'all show, I still maintain Kenneth and I did the best show ever on psycho three better than skeleton crew, better than y'all. Like that is the one show that I will put up against. Any that, podcast. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like all our focus was primarily on one and two. Uh, yeah, I will say, I will say, y'all, y'all went in on two, and I loved it. Uh, y'all also did Final Destination. I have literally seen the first movie from that, and that's it. It was not I, a know, movie it's that a interested fun franchise. me. It's a fun franchise. I, I, and I, one day I really should probably. It's like the Saw movies. I've seen three, the first three, or something like that. One day I will sit down and watch them just like one day. Like one day I finally sat down and watched all the paranormal activities. I Well, at the time there was only fucking three of them. So, yeah. Paranormal uh, activity is a very underrated franchise. I'm not saying it's the most exciting to watch. It's not one I go back and revisit a lot. I don't even own them. But the way they connect all of them, pretty pretty intelligent stuff really really well done there's really only one real weak entry in the series i just got a message from dave you were kicked off the show for not owning paranormal activity uh, <laughs> yes i'm actually free. uh and it's funny because uh every once in a while i will hear a podcast cover something or mention something and i immediately have to watch it and uh specifically with you it was um about that angry inch, oh, uh, the Hedwig. When I heard you talk about that movie on Cinema Attack, I immediately was like, "I need to see this movie. This is such an interesting premise. This is so fucking punk. I've got to yeah. watch this." And I paid to rent it. 
Like I didn't nice. like I paid to rent it off Amazon or something. I like I, I was I was like if he respects this movie this much, I gotta give money to it. I have to throw money at it. I, I'm not gonna illegally download it or stream it. Uh, I, you know, here's my five dollars. And I love it. Th- to me, as a podcaster, if you can get someone who will spend money on a movie because of you talking about it, you have succeeded as a podcaster. All right, and, I feel better already. Keep, keep and, stroking my ego. I, and I want to say for you, like the move, it was it was that one. It was Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I and, and did you enjoy it? Fuck yes, I thought it was fucking brilliant. You're all right. I absolutely love it. And I'm not a big musical fan. There are a few I like. Uh, I I did eventually watch Rent. I thought that was good. Yeah, um, Rent's great. My favorite of all time is the Newsies, only because I was in that play as a kid. I've never uh, seen the Newsies. Oh, dude, it's great. I, I I was crutchy. I was a little crippled boy. <laughs> so, if that's your fetish, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, little uh, crippled boys. Yeah. Yeah. So now we move on. So that was the last question from Dave. I think Dave wanted you to name some names, but I don't think we're gonna name any names. No, you know what? As long you know what, my favorite part of most people's podcasts that I listen to, believe it or not, is what most people dislike. And it's the the useless banter, the back and forth. I know at any time I could I could go and listen to the review of the film, but I want to hear the personality b- behind the reviewer. I like that. Yeah, I have a hard on for tangents when okay, they're done yeah. right. When they're when they go the proper length and they don't go too far, I, I have a huge hard on for tangents. And I personally do agree with you when someone talks about something they don't like in a movie especially something that someone else likes and they really get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not where they're just yelling at each other, but they're really throwing hard points at each other. I fucking love that. Yeah. It is It is beyond great. Um, I'm, try- I'm trying to be more conscious about doing that because I'm sort of very passive with my review style and I'm very kind of lovey-dovey with other people's opinions. Like I'm kind of indifferent to other people's opinions. I accept them and it's like it's not going to affect me. But as a podcaster, I want to be a little bit more aggressive and be like, you know what? Your opinion is wrong and it sucks and here's why. <laughs> you know what? But, and that's something I do. Like uh, recently on one of the episodes, it's what birthed our Jerry Hates Action We got into RoboCop mm-hmm. and I was talking about it and I was talking about how I didn't. I feel like people have made up a deeper story than there is in this movie. And Jay was completely disagreeing with me. And I was like, change my mind. Throw pieces at me that make you feel that way. And at the time, he couldn't. Uh, but that's my favorite thing. I want you to change my mind. I yeah. 100% want you to come in and explain to me why. That's why I'm very open about it. If someone wants to give me their opinion on why The Witch is a good movie, I will 100% listen. Because so far, no one has changed my mind on that. It's a very did, well-made movie. Did Dave try to? Uh, I have listened to Dave's opinion on it. Uh, I think the first time I ever called in or did anything for Exploding Heads was me uh, saying something about how um, my problem with The Witch is that they should have kept The Witch out of the movie. It should have been completely psychological. And so we didn't know if uh, the main chick... if she was doing these things or not, if she was hallucinating these things or not, if it was literally just their parent, her parents being over-religious and reading into these really small coincidences. 
I, you know what? I would have loved that film too, but I, I mean, I equally loved it the, the way it played out. Yeah. Like I can't wait. For, uh, we want to do hereditary at some point. Okay. And I have a similar problem with hereditary, even though I still enjoyed hereditary as a movie. I, I have a very similar thought process to the movie. Yeah. And I can't wait. And I have not been able to get into that hardcore with anyone yet. I've talked to Watson about it a bit, but I haven't like vocally. I really want to get into it. Yeah. You know what? Hereditary, I've only watched once and I, and I loved it, but I feel like I might be understanding some of the things you're, you're, you're might be thinking about. Cause you know, it's definitely going to be a, a second and third view, especially yeah. before the year I, end comes. Have you listened to the Watson review of it? I listened to the non-spoiler review because we oh. did we did a mini review of it. I do have to go back and listen to his Dude. spoiler review. I will say he pointed out things in the movie that I did not notice that in my second watch may make me turn my back on the way I thought about it at first. Mm-hmm. So like in that like uh, man, I can't even like that review. Like ju- he amazes me as a reviewer. Oh, he's just, he's incredible. He really is. It's kind of annoying. It is. How good he I, is. I hate. I'm like you're fucking good looking. You can. You've got musical talents. You're a fucking just fantastic father. You fucking are one of the 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 best reviewers in the game. Your production quality is so high. I am so glad you're fucking short. Yeah, you know because what? it's the one thing I can good. hold above your goddamn head, Watson. Is you you are fucking short, and, and that's very small. But I'm glad I have it. <laughs> and he's only gonna get shorter as he gets older. Exactly. <laughs> God damn it! I oh mm, that motherfucker. I love him so much that uh, he's he's great. He's, he's he's a really good guy too. So such a nice guy. Really, you know, just embracing everybody's podcast and being positive towards everyone. He's he's a really good guy. Yeah, I I honestly would like in. If I had to rank a podcast just on pure skill, uh, if I if someone was like, what is literally the best podcast ever? He hands down wins for solo cast. Yeah. But even in the universal realm of all of them, he's e- he's easily top three, if not taking that number one spot, depending on the day. I agree. In fact, I if agree. he could just put out more episodes, we'd be good. But instead, he's going to make YouTube videos about the woods. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll that, that that's not going to be creepy. So we move on. <laughs> Some tiny hipster walking through the woods. <laughs> Mom, look, it's Littlefoot. <laughs> <laughs> Littlefoot. All right, so we move on to Marco Viterinen. I don't know how to say your last name. Go fuck yourself. I think you said uh, it right. I, have, I, I think I did actually. Yeah. Uh, does Black Philip think that Brandon is nasally cute? Now, first of all, this is not a question for Brandon. This is a question for Black Philip. But Black Philip could not be here. So to represent Black Philip, we brought in White Brandon. Uh, go right. ahead. Black Philip is under the impression that I am nasally cute. You know what? I'm not even sure if that nasally cute comment was meant for me. But I'm assuming it was. What the fuck is nasally cute? Like you're cute if I'm on enough cocaine? What, what does I, that mean? I think some – I can't even remember when it was. Somebody made a comment about somebody on a podcast who thinks uh, – who sounds so nasally and thinks he's so cute, you know, basically meaning he thinks, you know, his shit don't stink. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was in reference to me. could have been in reference to Jeremy. All Jews are nasally and cute. We got gigantic noses. Oh, yeah, for I'd fuck you. <laughs> 100%. Speaking of fucking you, 
Uh, we move on to uh, another set of questions from uh, Charlene. How do you pronounce your last name? John D? January? You know January what? January with a D? I, you know what? I, I don't think I've ever asked how she pronounces her last name. Is it like Janotti? Dude, I don't. I all I know about the French people are like the standard jokes. Like, yeah, I speak French. Surrender, retreat, baguette. <laughs> I I don't. I literally don't know. Uh, which it, it's weird to me that like there's a genre of movies called French Extreme when most of the jokes about French people is is how they're cowards. Yeah, and yet they have a genre that's just some of the most fucked up shit, and not fucked up like pure shock value, but fucked up with meaning. Yeah, really, really deep, dark stuff. Yeah, and then you have American uh, French people, which we call Canadians. <laughs> so, I mean, it's weird. So, anyway, she goes, no, first question, why won't you admit that Halloween is indeed a great film? And I'm glad I brought this up. Uh, I, me and Kenneth and Jay, actually, uh, we are not on the original Halloween hype train. Very well-made movie. Uh, I understand, I will not argue it being a 10 out of 10 just because I think there is enough there for someone to argue a better point than I can, I can on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am actually with you. I don't hold it as high as other people do. I rarely watch it. My favorite movie in the Halloween franchise is, is season of the witch. Mine too. Uh, but so let's get into this. You've said it before, uh, especially in your arguments of it versus Black Christmas, and uh, I actually actually had to use some of that argument recently when I in Twenty Two Shots when we were talking about uh, I started a shit show with who is the face of slashers. Yeah, and I was surprised at the results of that. I wasn't. I knew Jason was going to win because it's they're like I can sit here and argue why Jason is the winner. All day, every day, even though he is my favorite, I can argue it unbiased without a problem. Yeah. Michael Myers, all Michael Myers did that was different than Black Christmas, because Black Christmas to me is the first slasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, all it did was have a bit more focus on the Michael Myers character, because in Black Christmas, you don't get a lot of good shots of Billy. You don't really get Billy. You don't understand Billy. And Michael Myers has that same mystery but we focus on his look way more. Yes. I feel that Halloween is works better as like a, a psychological film than it does as a slasher. It's not really much when it comes to slashing. It's really not. It's not a great slasher film. It just so happens that it's in the slasher genre and it's a great film, but it works better as more of like a psychological stalk, stalk and uh, torment film. And I've argued this recently while we when we're reviewing it. I guess the cat's out of the bag now. We're reviewing the Halloween franchise. And oh, I, you heard it here first, baby. Yeah. Sorry, Dave, but cat's <laughs> out of the bag. Um, on the top 50 slasher show, I had it at my number four, and I gave it a rating of nine and a half. So I've never been super low on it. I've just been critical of it because I feel like people put it on a pedestal above all the other slasher films. When they're not willing to look at it and say, hey, it's got its mistakes. It's got its flaws. Michael can kill everyone, but when it comes to killing Lori, he can't He can't seem to touch her with a knife. He just misses every time. He stabs a couch. He stabs well, her it's, sleeve. It's hard to get your glasses on under that mask. I wear glasses. I know. It's he ridiculous. He doesn't, doesn't have good eyesight. <laughs> Terrible eyesight. 
from the opening scene when he puts that mask on. It's like, how do you see through those things? Yeah, I, I don't know, but, you. but it's brilliantly shot. It really is. It's brilliantly paced. It's it's the music cues are just 100 percent on point. And uh, I think people will be interested to hear uh, whether or not my opinions on it changed. Not my opinions on it, but maybe my rating of it, because I still love it. But uh... well, you know, it's funny because she says, why won't you admit that it is indeed a great film? And I think you're clearly saying it's a great film. Yeah, I've never I've never argued that it's not a great film. I just like, why is it on a pedestal so far above? And I know you hate Nightmare on Elm Street, but Nightmare on Elm Street to me is a perfect slasher, too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. God, no. There are so minus, many problems minus the, uh, with that movie. Minus the Robert Shea ending. Uh, my, I, I've, I've maintained that you could literally change one thing in Nightmare on Elm Street, and my enjoyment of the film would, would grow 20-fold. If you literally took the main chick from Hellraiser and had her as Nancy, I'd fucking... I'd probably be the biggest Nightmare on Elm Street fan there is. But because her, because Heather Lankenkamp's acting is so bad, it made me notice all the flaws. Like, and I and I blame her. She takes me out of the movie constantly. I mean, I get a lot of shit for how bad I rip into that movie, but I I still give Freddy his credit. I still understand why he's there. You know, I'm not one of those people that are like, nope, I don't like this movie, so it's a piece of shit. No, it is. By far a well-loved movie for that reason. It, it is a good movie. It's, just, it's not my cup of tea. I see a lot of flaws in it that I think a lot of people ignore. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm okay with them being wrong. It's I'm fine with that. <laughs> with, uh, them be- with them being wrong. I yeah. guess I'm wrong. I mean, I, I personally love her performance. I think it's well thought out and well crafted. I think it makes perfect sense, her performance. You just love any woman that will keep her mouth open in front of you. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Oh, man. Anyway, all right. So her next question is, would you rather get killed by Jason, Freddy, Michael, Chucky, Leatherface, or Black Phillip? I'd rather be gored by Black Phillip, but I have fought two of those others in dreams. But here's the other thing. Here, here's my thing with being killed by Black Phillip. They're just, no one's going to know that that was Satan. They're just going to be like, I, I, your, your, your obituary is going to be like, Brandon Orlick killed by a fucking goat. That's fine with me. That's fine with you. That's okay. fine with me. You just said you fought two of them in your dreams. Yes. If one of them is not Freddy, I'm going to be a little disappointed that it's one not of them that is, on the nose. One of them is not Freddy. One, one of them is not. <laughs> so the other one is Freddy. No, the other one is not Freddy either. <laughs> Okay, uh, you know, okay, I'm a little disappointed that this is not on the nose, but I've got to make a guess. I'm going to go with Chucky and Pinhead. Close. Close isn't completely wrong? No, Chucky was one of them. Okay, Chucky, uh, Leatherface? Nope. Jason? Yes. Okay, Jason and Chucky. Yeah. Gang banged you in your dreams. Let's no, talk ch- about it. The, the Chucky battle was really a very simple dream. I was in my family room. Chucky was charging at me, and I punted him. I it was that it was that simple. I punted him. <laughs> I lo- uh, recently on the Twenty Two Shot Show where they were doing all the Puppet Master thing. They talked about how you know these uh, 
like with Chucky and, and these puppets, you can't just kick them because, you know, they're magical and all of that. Like it wouldn't work. And I'm like, it, it would work if you're a child. Yes, you're not going to be able to, you know, just kick him and it. it might not work. But as a full grown adult, yes, I am kicking Blade halfway across <laughs> the fucking uh, kitchen. At least, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no football player, so I'm not getting too good of a kick, but at least across the kitchen. Yeah, I was surprised with how easy it was, because usually in my dreams, I'm not, like, I don't have any superpowers or anything, but he was he was a pussy, man. I just punted him right across the room. Wow, that's funny. You know what's no, funny? No I also fear whatsoever. Don't, I also don't like the Child's Place movies. Really? Not a fan. No. Even though Chucky was born the same year I was, not a fan. Maybe because I watched so much shit that I enjoyed these films a lot more. I could appreciate a good Chucky film after watching 10 2018 films that suck. The, yeah, that, oh man, I'm still amazed at how many you've watched. Yeah, but, I watched uh, a lot. So Jason, what happened with the Jason one? Jason was on a train, and it was awesome. And all I did was kept running from car to car, and he kept opening and shutting the door and getting closer and closer. And I woke up right before he got to me. There was no way I was fighting him. Oh, yeah, you'd lose. No, uh, I, right. I, in that, that dream actually terrified me. I could still see it now, and I'm just thinking, Friday the 13th on a train needs to happen. Oh, dude, combine it, half the movie. We can remake Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, so it needs Jason to be. Takes uh, the Himalayas or something, yeah. and, like, half the movie is him on a train, and then the other half is in, like, on a snow-covered mountain. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, Terror Train... I like Terror Train. I don't love it, but I feel like it misses its opportunity to take advantage of the train enough. And I just feel like Jason would be the perfect character to put on a train and he'd utilize everything on that train. Yeah, he's already been on an RV and on a boat. Yeah, he's been a worm. Why, why not a train? <laughs> he's been a worm. What else is he going to be? He's been a worm. He's been a, a very, very strong component of being anti beard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that movie. Anyway. Uh, no, question number three. What do you enjoy the most about podcasting? Hmm. You know what? I, I think the best part of it is doing with uh, Dave and Christian, without a doubt. If it was two people I didn't get along with, I wouldn't do it. It's fun. I look forward to chatting with them and bullshitting with them and joking with them. You know, as far as the movie reviews go, they're, they're fun to do. But it's all about the chemistry that, that we share and the friendships that we've built. I yeah, I agree. I I love having the conversation. Yeah. That, I just that's all it is. I mean, if I if if they decided that they were done podcasting, I'd be done too. And that would be it. Yeah, it, dude, if I ever stop podcasting, I like I talk to Kenneth a lot. Like him and I talk usually like 3 times a week and we go deep into all kind of conversations. So if I stopped podcasting, I would still get to have those conversations with Kenneth. And me and Kenneth would probably do our own thing where we would just pick a movie to watch and then just talk about it. Yeah. Without putting it out there for the world. That's uh, funny. That's I said that on like the early episodes, you know, it's, you know, that, uh, you know, if nobody's listening, I would still get on Skype with these guys and talk film. No problem. That would be a blast. So, you know, the fact that people enjoy listening to it is, is a huge bonus, but, uh, you know, I have just as much fun bullshitting with them off the air as I do on the air. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, her next question is, is there anything you dislike about podcasting? Sometimes the dead, sometimes the deadlines with all the movies. There are times where I'm not in the mood to watch certain movies. 
but yet you got to get them done. Oh, God. The, the, the two <laughs> biggest banes to me are when I've got to watch a movie and I just don't feel like it. And I'm yeah. like, well, maybe I'll put it off till tomorrow. But then I start going, what if something happens tomorrow and I don't have the time? I have it, the time right now. I need to just do it. Yeah, and I already try to put them off to the last minute because I want them as fresh as possible in my mind. Sometimes I'll do two in a day. And if I'm just not having a good day, man, I don't feel like watching any movies. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I hate, I fucking hate scheduling. Even for people like us who have set days we record, like we record every Sunday at, you know, 830, blah, blah, blah. Like even then, sometimes something comes up and you have to reschedule something. Uh, Like recently, uh, we were already supposed to have the Horror Coliseum uh, 3 done. We had to reschedule that because in the same weekend, Kenneth lost his voice and I got a kidney stone. And we we just couldn't do it. There was just no way we were going to be able to do that show. And I'd rather push the show back and have a quality show than for everyone to hear me crying like a little bitch while uh, explaining uh, something in Friday the 13th. Yeah, and why Kenneth's not talking. Yeah, and why Kenneth's not talking. Which is clearly the reason people come to the show is specifically to hear his <laughs> his southern uh, influence. Uh, uh, number five, how has podcasting impacted the way you view movies? We, we, we've already talked about this, but I, I just wanted her to know I'm not skipping this question. We've already tackled it. Dave beat you to it. You're still number one in my book. But number six is, why is Brewster so cool? By the way, we all know Evil Ed is the coolest one. Evil Ed is awesome. My love for Fright Night just gets stronger and stronger every time I put it on. I got to interview um, uh, Amanda Bierce. She's awesome. She is awesome. We interviewed her for Married with Children, so I didn't get to ask any Fright Night questions. But uh, she is just amazing in that film. She's she's an amazing individual. I got the had the pleasure of meeting her at a convention. Met her and Evil Ed at a convention. Stephen Jeffries and both were super nice, super awesome, talking about the film, and and you know spent a lot of time you know signing autographs and and talking with us. But she, listening to her talk, man, she's a she's a bright woman, and she really is, and uh, she she's awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love her. Uh, bonus question. Will you marry me already, you lovely dumbass? <laughs> uh, Charlene and I are already married. Yeah, in, Fr- in France you can just get married over Skype? Yeah. Okay, I I'm believe or- it. I'm ordained. Oh, you're ordained? Yeah. Like, are you straight, are you really, you're really ordained? Do you want to... I actually, you- I actually technically am because I did marry my brother at his wedding. Wow, I, you know, hey... If you uh, want to come do my wedding, I'll gladly yeah. have you. I'm not sure what the organization was that I'm cert- that I'm ordained through because he's Muslim now. So that it was it's very strange. I don't give a shit. I'm not religious at all. Yeah. Well, could, I think we you might do... have to be Muslim. <laughs> oh. Or, or pretend you're Muslim. I'll lie. It'll be all right. Uh, we now move on to Brandon Young. Now, did he acquire his excellent on? podcast math skills through some advanced schooling or is it just naturally talented at math i feel like this question is slightly racist but brandon go ahead no it was in reference to there was one show where we were trying to do math and i was just fucking up like crazy i just could not figure it out i forgot what we were doing we were adding stuff up for some reason 
you were just out there uh out there breaking stereotypes man i I really was breaking stereotypes because i'm i'm actually quite good at math but for some reason this episode i couldn't add two plus two it was just a, a nightmare and i wish i remember what we were doing but i have a shit memory I feel like I remember it, and but I but I can't put my finger on it. I can't put my finger on it at all. But it was it was a lot of laughs when we were doing it. All right. So James D. Calc said, "Oh man, you are pushing a button here. You're gonna get him kicked off the show. If given the chance, would you talk non horror on exploding heads? On exploding heads, no. And he added, not saying you would, just a question." No. I feel like I've come close with some of the films I've reviewed where they're more thriller, dark drama, mystery-type films. I've, I've definitely reviewed some films that probably wouldn't fall under the horror category or umbrella, but uh, straight-up non-horror, no. Nah. Hmm. His next question is, are you a practicing Jew? And I actually am very curious at this. Uh, as you, you know... Uh, your persona on the podcast uh, is very much in line with you being Jewish. That's part of the Joe. That's part of the Hoff Fun. But in real life, how, how Jewish are you? How much do you practice the faith? Not at all. Not at all. Not like, at all. So much so that you, that that you you know you actually believe Jesus is the Son of God, or you just you know eat pork. I eat pork. I don't go to temple. Last week was Rosh Hashanah. I did go to my aunt's, but we don't do anything official. We just had dinner. It's just more of a of a time to get together. Yesterday was Yom Kippur, which is the highest holy days where we fast and atone for our sins. I didn't fast. I didn't atone for my sins. I went to work. I ate all day. What is your? What are your sins? What What have you done recently that's sinful? You know what? I really, I've been very good lately. I've been very good for a long time. So that's why I feel like I don't have to fast because I have no sins to atone for. Because I, well, I mean, according to Colored Bear, you might, but. Um, <laughs> Colored Bear. Because uh, I've seen some pictures of what looks like you going to uh, clubs with maybe some women uh, dressed very provocatively. Really? This is news I've, to I've me. I've seen some pictures of you next uh, dressed up rather nice next to some women who are dressed up uh, looking very good, looking very sharp. Uh, I want to I know who photoshopped these because I'm the most antisocial person. In fact, they're literally on your on. Facebook. Like, really? Do you think I didn't like go, I haven't gone through your Facebook and like touched myself to you. Man, I haven't been got, on my own facebook on my profile page in a while to see what's even up there wow. but yeah I i'm trying to be more social i'm trying to be more sinful to be honest you hear that charlene <laughs> you better get over here <laughs> hey i've been trying to get charlene to come visit for a while yeah i you know what i not too long ago i actually talked to uh to her and we were talking about uh uh, her coming to states and reasons she might come to the states, which I'm sure you know, of, but I won't put it out there in public. Yeah. Um. And I and I, I and I told her I hope you come. Uh. And you were you were obviously mentioned in, in the conversation, and I was like I I hope you come. I think yeah. it'd be awesome. I do too. Um, Give me a reason to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh. This question is is already been asked also, but maybe this is your time to get away with uh. Uh, tr doing a trade. Who's your favorite, Dave or Christian? Uh, you no chose way. Christian for porn. I but, chose uh, I chose Christian because Dave was bragging about how big he is, 
and I feel like that would hurt. Yeah, you're right. I just I don't now, know if do Canadians have big dicks? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Christian never starts bragging when Dave starts talking about it. Oh. Although there were a few episodes in a row where Dave was talking about his, and I swear it got bigger by a half an inch every episode. Luckily, you know, he stopped, what if, or else he'd be at like two feet by now. I mean, do you think he's Tommy Lee? Can he drive a boat with his dick? Uh he's he's proud. I don't know if he could. I don't know if he's that proud, but he's. Hmm. What if the saying's true though that uh, people that talk about having a big dick don't, and people that don't talk about it do, and you just fucked up, and now and Christian actually has the big penis. He might. I hope he does. I hope he, that sounds so. Why do, <laughs> what the fuck did I say that for? I hope he does. Oh I want God! That. I don't know why. I never wanted a moment edited out of the show. I'll put Colored Bear back in if you'll edit that statement out. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> you seem to be someone who has the often taken for granted ability to understand another person's point of view when it comes to film opinions and critiques. Do you get annoyed by other people's bigoted views? Their uh, my opinion is gospel approach. No. And, and it's actually an issue because, I, like I said before, I want to be a little bit more um, combative when it comes to doing reviews with people and, and defending my opinions and kind of pointing out where others are wrong, whereas – like James says, I'm very much passive and accepting of everyone's uh, everyone's opinions. Yeah, I mean, I don't love hearing people say, I don't like this if I like it, or saying, you know, they love something and I don't love it. Like, I'll disagree with them, but at the end of the day, we all got our own tastes. I mean, just look at Don. Don and Nelly, like, I, I love the guy. I mean, I just love the fact that he is just so adamant and strong in his love of just the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's funny because I, I now do um, uh, a podcast about Godzilla and other science fiction uh, stuff from Japan. And it's so interesting because he, when we're reviewing those style movies, he doesn't have any of those weird shout out opinions. Like at all. He is mm -hmm. very much like in tune with what's what's everyone thinks is bad. He actually usually agrees with what everything he thinks is good. And just the the amount of knowledge he has about it, it it's it's very interesting and i'm waiting for us to get to a point where he finally does a sharknado opinion yeah and you know what the, and you just said it right there that you know he 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 knows his stuff so it's not even like i mean it's it sounds even more crazy that he knows his stuff i'd almost be more accepting of these opinions if he didn't know anything but it's it's crazy and that's what's awesome about the horror communities that... it's literally like uh someone that you just trust their opinion because they're so smart like like they're they're a scientist and they know so much stuff and then they turn around and tell you yeah but the earth is flat yeah, and you know what? He's convinced me that the Earth is flat. Yeah, and because he's so, and he's he is unabashed about it. He will literally sit there and tell you, "I rate films on my entertainment." Period. Yeah, which can be good and can be bad, but just the fact that he is willing to stand there and be like, "Look, I'll take in what you say." But that doesn't affect my opinion because my opinion is based on entertainment. And to me, if you're going to have a my opinion is gospel attitude, when you can sit there and say this is based on my entertainment, 
you're I think you're 100% allowed to have the my opinion is gospel. My problem with my opinion is gospel is when you're not willing to have the conversation to listen to the other side. Because trust me, when I talk shit about Nightmare on Elm Street, I have people that throw the my opinion is gospel in my face and tell me I'm wrong. It will not have the conversation with me. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. Like, not that I should have thrown your opinions wrong in your face, but like I wasn't even thinking about having the back and forth with you, even though I love it and think it's a a near perfect film and you hate it. Whereas what I'm trying to do is a little, be a little bit more combative and be like, Hey, Jerry, let's talk about this. Yeah. And I, and I'm anytime someone wants to go toe to toe with me on nightmare on Elm street, I will rewatch the movie. I will give it another shot. I will come in and tell you how I feel about that time. But to be honest, I, I've reviewed the movie twice. Mm-hmm. I've done it as a walkthrough on a single Kill the Ass cast episode. Kill the Ass. Kill Man, the Ass. I, I got you on my mind. Was Christian um, in that episode? Kill the Ass? <laughs> uh, not in my pornos. Not in your pornos. Uh, okay. No, that's strictly uh, you and Watson. Me and Watson. All right. Um, but and, and then I broke it down for Horror Coliseum. And in Horror Coliseum, I really feel like... When I break my opinions down based on categories, it removes a lot of that bias and I give credit where credit is due and I still say what I don't like about it. And I am anytime someone wants to record a podcast on it, that is a movie that I am always willing to to go toe to toe on as long as you will not come in there with the my opinion is gospel. You have to be able to take what I say, just like I'm going to take. What you say, because I recently uh, realized something else I didn't like about the movie. One of the best uh, deaths in the movie is off screen and no one ever talks about it. Johnny's Johnny Depp's death scene is completely off screen. All you see is what happens afterwards. It's sleepaway camp all over again. Almost all the death scenes happen off camera and you just see what ha- what what it looks like afterwards. That's you true. You do not yeah. see Johnny Depp die. It's it's one of the best kills uh in in all of horror cinema and it just maybe no one ever talks about the fact that it's completely not on screen. Yeah. No, you're right and, about that. It's not. There was supposed to be a scene where he, he pops back up out of the bed and his his body like drops but uh I don't think that that never made it. it I, don't, I, I think it would have hurt it, to be honest with you. I, I do, like, too. I do, too. And to be honest, I don't know if he, if his if he would have died on screen. Like, say, Freddy came up and, like, cut him in half. Or, like, pulled him into the bed in a way like his, like, his, like where he's bending, like, from his back yeah. backwards. Yeah. And, like, it would have been pulled in right before he got, right before he came fully in. You saw, like, a snap and then a burst. I think it would have skewed more into um, a, like, gross-out thing instead of a clean um, aftershot. And I I do think the clean aftershot works. Yeah. It's just, but, I mean, let's be honest. You really don't go to a Nightmare on Elm Street movie for the kills in the sense of the actual on-screen kill. 
you go there for the the creativity you expect to be there because exactly. of it being dream related. Yeah. And even there, I think there's a lot of stuff that um, they could have done better that I think they do do better later on. But in the yeah, first I think one, they, I, feel I think they do it better in, in some of the sequels, even though I think the Tina kill is the scariest kill of the franchise. But uh, they definitely get a little more creative as the series goes on. But then it also falls apart like shit when it becomes 100%. ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the the most effective part of, of not showing Johnny Depp's kill is you really don't know what the hell happened. I mean, the ridiculousness of all that blood is just so powerful and effective it's kind of comical but it, it is in it, it, like i've always seen it as like um someone taking like a fruit punch like capri sun and just like fucking hammer fisting the shit out <laughs> yeah. of it and you're just exploding i love it uh i love it okay let's oh we got some good ones coming up next all right so the next set of questions come from the uh, Littlefoot himself, Dustin <laughs> Watson, a.k.a. Mr. Watson, a.k.a. Horror Corridor, a.k.a. Little Watson is better. A.k.a. Uh, the real Little Watt. <laughs> can you please stand up? <laughs> uh, number one, what is your drink of choice? Huh. Not a huge drinker, but lately, if I have a drink... I've been a gin and tonic guy lately. Okay, what's your favorite non-alcoholic drink? Favorite non-alcoholic drink? I guess that question could have been non-alcoholic. I don't know why I immediately thought of uh, alcohol when I thought of Watson. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> why. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, hmm. I'm a big Arnold Palmer guy. Okay, okay, fair enough. I drink, I, I drink sweet tea almost like exclusively. Sweet like, tea. Sweet. I, I'm from the south. That's yeah. Literally, my my veins are like 50% sweet tea and 50% gravy. Sweet tea has grown on me. Oh, I fucking man, get you some Milo sweet tea. Oh boy, that's good stuff. Um, name your three favorite band slash musical artist. Ooh, that's tough. Like I said, I hardly listen to music anymore. Well, what three just pop into your head? Uh, I was huge into Tupac back in the day. Okay. Love Tupac. Thugs get lonely uh, too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I go with Tupac, the Beatles, and David Bowie. Okay. I, you know what? I can definitely see you as a David, Bo- David Bowie guy. I love David Bowie. All right. His next question. If one of us stole your computer, what would we find in the search history? Winky face. You wouldn't find anything because I'd make sure I deleted it every night before going to bed. Here's my thing. Uh, people, if you have Google Chrome, it's called the incognito tab. Then you don't have to delete your search history. Before you start those kind of searches, you just hit incognito tab and go into it. Come on, slackers. It, it's funny. I use Firefox as my web browser, and I have it set where every time I close down Firefox, it automatically deletes my history. So I don't even have yeah. to hit the incognito tab. I think this is the first time in an interview I've regretted the interview. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Firefox. Oh, okay. Does anyone use Firefox besides me? Uh, I don't know. I bet- my grandmother, who probably still uses AOL.com uh, <laughs> as her email address, might. I can ask her. 
Tell them to, tell them to uh, look me up on MySpace. <laughs> I'll find you there. Uh, what is your dream job? Dream job? You know what? If I was wealthy enough, my dream job would be to do Exploding Heads full-time. I, I can't think of many of us who wouldn't want to do podcasting is, full-time. Is, is, that a, is that a cop-out answer? Do I uh, need to pick like a legit job? Well, let's do two. There's obviously the dream job as in like it's literally a dream and it'll never happen. <laughs> uh, and that's, neither, you know, neither one of these is going to happen, but my other would be do, do stand-up comedy. Uh, I, have you ever like tried to go to an open mic night or anything? No, I don't have the guts to do it. I hear, I hear it's fucking hard, man. Oh, it's I'm so impressed and fascinated by by comedy and stand-up comics. It's it's so much harder than I think people give it credit for. Yeah. I I, th- I think it's uh I think it's a talent and a skill that very few have. Yeah. I mean, some people make it big and they're just not funny. I mean, it's always subjective, but I'm so impressed that when I see a comedian that I love like the performance you know it's there's a cadence to it it's like a musician what what are some of your who are some of your favorite stand-up comedians uh definitely carlin is probably my favorite oh yeah he's Uh, he's mount rushmore comedians yeah i mean to me he's the greatest of all time recently it's stuff i'll watch i like uh i like jimmy carr he's a fantastic british comedian jim jeffries bill burr uh who else Pat Oswalt, oh, David, Dave, Dave Attell. Yeah, I, I. I mean, I'll give anybody a chance. I, There's so much on Netflix. A lot of people that I've never heard of that that I'll just check out. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them are not so yeah. not so good. But. And there there's some stand-ups that just have been burned into my head because they were so good. Yeah. Um, the uh, there's one by Eddie Griffin. Uh, Eddie Griffin. I like oh, it. Fuck him. Uh, called Dysfunctional Family, mm-hmm. and is one of my all-time favorites. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched that stand-up. But yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've watched it. Also, because I can't find it anywhere. It's I it's one I saw it recently somewhere. Maybe it was on uh, Amazon. Yeah, I, Amazon and Netflix—they have so many comedy specials. Yeah, I need to because my two favorite comedians. One of them's dead. One of them's still alive. Uh, the dead one is Mitch Hedberg. Uh, it's Hedberg's great. I, he was great. Yeah, I fucking love Mitch Hedberg. Anytime I listen to one of his stand-ups, I will immediately talk like him for the next two hours without a, with. There's no denying. <laughs> for the next he, two hours, I'm Mitch Hedberg. Were you also a Stephen Wright fan? Uh, yes, I do like Stephen Wright. It's been a long time though. Yeah, I just figure because I I always think of him when I think of Mitch Hedberg. They're yeah. both very similar in their uh, their dry approach. Yeah, uh, Mitch Hedberg. I he he has a dry approach that is it's so wet, like it's really odd because yeah. some of it's really dumb humor. It's told in a really dry way that turns it into like the smartest things I've ever heard. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that, and he's great the way he performs because even when his jokes aren't landing, he just—it's like he's—he just continues on. Yeah, I'm like maybe I'll add some laughter to that. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And then my favorite comedian of all time—I have multiple CDs of his. I have posters signed by him. I—I I love him. Uh, Doug Stanhope. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's dark. He is real dark. He's dark, man. He's—he's he's got some demons that he's—that he's fought. I don't think he fights them. 
I think he yeah, just I don't, I don't think he them. bites them. Well, yeah, he just drinks them away. And, uh, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, his... When, uh, he finally got to, like, to tell the story about helping his mother commit suicide uh, when she was at the end of her, uh, her, her days. And it was going to yeah. happen anyway. And it's just so dark but the way he tells it is so fucking funny it yeah. just like he makes you think and laugh and want to kill yourself all at the same time i yeah, absolutely i love it yeah he's he's, he's dark um, i forgot about doug stanhope yeah that's a good one number five have you ever been in love no no you haven't you didn't have a first love Nah, I mean, back in the day, maybe, but it was more like, you know, puppy, puppy love. dog love. Yeah. Gotcha. What's your longest relationship? About a year. About a year? Okay. Hey, yeah. my two longest relationships before I got with uh, who I'm with now, each mm-hmm. were six months apiece. I yeah. went from six months, a uh, couple of girlfriends, and six months, a couple of girlfriends, and now I'm coming up on 10 years. That's awesome. You it's, know what? I think now more than ever, like I, I'm like one date and done, which is terrible. I need to be a little bit more patient, but I feel like a a stressful panic coming over me because I really want to meet someone. So I, maybe I'm a little too quick to judge lately, but I go on so many dates and it's just like one and done, one and done, one and done. It's like, are, like, are they done on your choice? Like, do you just not try to continue on or I, I haven't. I mean, obviously most of the time the women leave it to, to the guy to reciprocate for a second okay. date. I just didn't I, know if I you told them you do a podcast and they never call you back. <laughs> no, actually the last girl I went out with is really into horror. Like that's all we kind of talked about, which, which was cool. But like, I wanted to get to know a little bit more about her and like just got the feeling she wasn't really into me. Yeah. I don't, so. Hey, I'm, I'm always trying to find someone who's worth, who's, who's worth, uh, whose worthiness is that of Robin Hood for Carly? So, <laughs> if you're ever in that area, give her, give you know, maybe we'll let you have a shot. Uh, what is Carly, your Carly will be okay? She's she's still young. I'm 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 a lot older. I have to uh, really get going. She's got plenty of time. That she does, and uh, I love Carly. She's one of my favorite people. Yeah, I, she's I really awesome. I can't I, I wait for her to find like someone who can appreciate her. Yeah. Um, speaking of appreciation, what is your biggest fear slash phobia? Hmm. Biggest fear. At this exact stage in my life, it's ending up alone. I mean, it really is. I know we just talked about this, but I really <laughs> do not want to die alone. That's basically what, what my, what my search for a relationship has come to trying to find somebody who wants to die with me. Hey, I feel you because no matter what, I'm not dying alone because I will always have a cat. So I know if I die, I won't d- die alone because he will be there. He will be there and he will meet you afterwards. Me. He will be yelling at me for three days to get him food. And then he at, on the night of that third day, he is going to fucking eat me. <laughs> I'm 100% okay with my cat eating me. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to become a cat guy pretty soon if I don't meet a girl soon. Oh, cats are great. Um, Oh, he is an expert on this topic, so it's only right that he asked this question. Are there any psycho ex-girlfriends or jilted lovers in your past? Also, Watson, jilted? Cut the Shakespearean shit out, okay? Jesus. Yeah. He's got to make everyone feel bad about themselves that they don't have as vast a vocabulary as he has. Even yeah. when he's writing a uh, a Facebook question. Uh, No. 
You know what? In fact, if if anything, I feel like sometimes I might come off as a little bit um how should I say it? Hmm. A little bit like an asshole at times around girls. So it's if anything, I think they probably have more stories of of the way I've acted because I'm very calm and collected that it comes off almost um like you're being a dick because you're not not like, not, not that out. I'm being a like I'm one girl called me a sociopath. Oh, because you just you're like you just weren't showing the emotion she expected it, it, out of a situation. She, she, she was crying and being all emotional, and I was trying to be calm, collected, and, and choose my words carefully. And I, I definitely came off like an asshole. And uh, you know, so if anything, they probably have more stories about me acting like that than I could think of any of them acting crazy. I mean, I stood up one girl once, and she uh, she destroyed my car a little bit, but uh, that was that was bad. Just for school. standing her up, was it like a first date, or it would have been a first date? But I, I stood her up to go hang out with friends, and I wound up running into her. <laughs> wow! Yes, yeah, so, so she vandalized my car a little bit. I say you dodged a bullet there. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really spoke uh, spoke to her character, so. Yeah, but according according to Watson's next question, you didn't dodge a bullet because he wants to know what is AIDS like. It's very manageable these days. I I have read up on it, and it actually is really manageable. In fact, recently I found out that there was a uh, thing called uh, uh, bug chasing. Bug chasing. Bug chasing, and it's about these people who want to get AIDS, uh, whether they want to do it because their lover has AIDS and they want to be closer to them or that they want it to make them feel like they are part of a community or um, they see it as like a uh, a daredevil-like thing, like jumping out of a plane or something. Uh, it is an actual thing called bug chasing, and, and like, this is why this is why I don't leave the house. This is why I'm antisocial because people like this exist. Yeah, it's a it's a literal thing, and like uh, and there's people that are called the gift givers, and they're the people that that w- are willing. Oh, you want AIDS? Come here, I'll give it to you. I'm I'm dumbfounded. I don't even know how to respond to that. I can't I can't believe it. Oh, dude, me and Kenneth had like an hour long conversation when I found this out because I called him and I was like, dude, listen to this shit. And I told him about all of it and I started going down this like huge rabbit hole. Like it started, someone shared something on Twitter and I looked into it and then I went down this rabbit hole of reading article and article and article. It, like I like I was deep in this and I was just like it amazes me that there is something for there is something for everything. Yeah, there really is, and I'm also shocked at how open people are on uh, social media. Yes, dude, it is. It like, dude, there is a whole community on Twitter that are open about the fact that they are they are willing to give AIDS. It is not like a bad thing, and like it, it nowadays it is worth saying. You know, the stigma around AIDS should not be as bad as it is. It is very manageable. Um, if you get it, you can still live a, a long and, and healthy life. Um, it is not something you shouldn't be scared. You're going to get AIDS because you know, you sh- you shared a blunt with a gay dude. 
Like, yeah, I mean, you could live a long, healthy life if you get into a car accident and you're a paraplegic, but I'm not going to ask somebody to run me over. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I, You know what? I know there are people that fake being handicapped. I wonder if there are people that want to be that want to be made paraplegic. Oh, there was a movie. A movie like that with, with a fetish about that. Oh, my God. What was the name of that movie? What's her name was in it? Vera Farmiga. Quid wow. pro quo. Wow, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, quid pro quo. Speaking of things I would never want to happen to me, uh, his last question is, I know that you were something of an avid golfer at one point in your life. <laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, so this is the part where we're going to lose uh, 90% of the audience, which is yeah, right. people. So he wants to be about, talk, talking about golf. Tell us about golf. What what's that about? <laughs> it's the one game slash sport because I'm not going to have the argument about whether it's a sport or not. I think it is, but uh, it's just the one thing I was good at growing up, and uh, you know I got into into that pretty young, and I excelled at it, and I was pursuing a professional career for a while, but uh, ultimately I decided that it wasn't for me. Was it like were you, like in all honesty, were you good enough to be a professional? Yeah, I mean, I was a professional. I was a teaching pro for a little while, so I you know I can give lessons and stuff like that. In terms of being a professional, a playing professional to earn money playing, I never really dedicated myself enough to reach that level. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But but people have told me that the talent is and was there, so that always makes me feel good. Now now it's just something I do for fun. Okay. Uh, I don't understand that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> understand what? Golf at all? Uh, doing it for fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I get it. Some people hate it. It's very therapeutic for me. Yeah. No, I just, I, I don't do any sports really. Like, so I just always like. It's weird. I follow, I follow, two, I follow two sports and that's golf and boxing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I follow none um, yeah. at all. I've got nothing that I'll that I have a stake in. Not n- nothing. At, no football. No poker. No um, fucking esports. Uh, I used to play Magic the Gathering, and I did go to like pro tournaments and shit. Yeah. But like, I never thought I would make it professionally, and and I only and I nece- I don't necessarily consider that a sport. But the thing is, if there are tournaments that you can win actual money enough that that can be your life then it's good enough for me to call sport awesome and golf definitely a sport yeah chess golf (laughs) i don't give a fuck what anyone says it's a sport if if we have esports then we can have g sports which is which is gaming sports that are more board game like uh the next questions set of questions there's like three of them come from uh the cl the uh Christian uh, Luciani. Lucky Luch. Lucky Luch. Uh, <laughs> would you take over the editing responsibilities of EH? I'll tell you this. If I did, I could get our four-hour episodes down to about 37 minutes. Finally, a show that I can listen to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his next question. Your life story is a new Hollywood film. Who plays you? Hmm. Who plays me? I would go, if we could go back in time, 
to like uh, the the early '80s, I would totally get Dustin Hoffman to play you. Really? When yeah. I was young, I looked exactly like Fred Savage. Yeah, but it I was, want I it, want it to be a a, a well acted role. Yeah, <laughs> you know you know who I'd like to play me today. I'd like to see Elijah Wood play me. I could, I could totally get down for that. I love Elijah Wood. I think uh, he's a I think he's an underrated actor. No, I agree with that. He he's fantastic. Uh, and obviously you're a huge fan of the Maniac remake. Hell yeah! But uh, uh, no, but he, but he's good in everything he does. He, he really is, is good. I like I don't like the Lord of the Rings movies, but I watched uh, yeah, them. I mean, and he was he was good not, in them. Yeah. Um. He's just, he is fantastic. He is he is absolute like. God, even as a child, man, the good son. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Whew. Great. Uh, next question is Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein. Who do you have drinks with? Oof. Which is a bullshit question because you're a guy. You it doesn't matter which one you have drinks with. None of them tried to do it with dudes. That is true. Like I understand what he's trying to say, but literally at best. You are just going to be uh, implicit in uh, a guilty by association if they happen to slip something in someone else's drink. But I don't know that Harvey Weinstein ever slipped anything into anyone's drink unless it was like maybe a hundred dollar bill or something. Now, Bill Cosby, yeah. on the other hand, yeah. you could actually get like in some serious shit because, oh, no, you and Bill slipped shit in people's drink. With Harvey Weinstein, he's just going to whip out his dick in front of you and her and you're gonna yeah, be just I, as uncomfortable i feel like bill does it in such a playful way that it would be more fun to drink with him <laughs> i could just see him making that that pudding face and just you know you're just like i i know doing, he's doing, doing the little bad, dance but at the beginning of the cosby that while sweater he's doing is it. so festive yeah oh my god uh <laughs> god damn it that's horrible okay uh adam claver says brandon how dare you seduce my audio uh, I don't know what word you're trying to say here. Uh, faculty. I, I think it's supposed to be faculties. Auditory faculties. I think that's what it's supposed to be, but it's audio faculties. Audio faculties. And it just it looks weird. I think it might actually be spelled right, and it just looks weird to me. Anyway, with your salacious uh tones, indulge me, my good sir, on your comedic influences. I have heard some Carlin, some Jimmy Carr, and if I'm not mistaken, some David Teller jokes in there. But you do them proud. Keep casting them. All the hetero love I can muster. Your number two fan, because we all know Christian is number one. Get, good luck at getting him to admit that. Now, uh, we have already talked about some of this, but did he just call you out for stealing jokes? Brandon? That's all. I, that, you know what? It's fair, though. That's all I do is steal jokes. Wow. I don't think I've ever told an original joke on the show. I I don't know. I one time heard you say Christian's name. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So we we talked about my editing skills. That's another joke. That's true. So uh, we kind we already kind of answered this. He already gave some of his uh, favorite comedians that are out there. Um, But we really do got to get Christian to admit that he is your number one fan. When I have Christian on the show. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be the hard hitting question. You know what? Behind the scenes, Christian's been very supportive, and so is Dave. They both really have. I know we we bullshit and mess around with each other on the air, but behind it all, they've been very supportive. Because I can't tell you how many times where I've just been like, I'm done. I'm I'm not doing the show anymore. I'm quitting. 
wow, that's kind of heartbreaking to hear, but I also understand. I don't, I think a lot of people think that it's so easy to just do a good podcast and it's really not like you have to take time out of your, your day to take notes and to watch all these movies. And then you've got to set aside the time to actually record and schedule it and, and do it in ways that is, that is entertaining to people. Yeah. You have to make a lot of choices on the spot. Um, and it can get frustrating. It can be very hard. And I know there's a lot of people who do podcasting just to get on and talk to their friends, which is fine. But when you listen to their shows, you can tell that's just what it is. But when you listen to an exploding heads, you can tell that these are people that want to give you the highest quality show they can. And that comes with a price. And I, I agree. The, and there are times where, I just want to message the guys and be like, God, I just don't feel like doing the show. I just don't feel like doing it. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't feel that way because of how many listeners we get or, or anything like that. I just – there's been so many times at the end of the show where I'm like, oh, did I say enough? Did I talk too much? I forgot to mention this. I shouldn't have said that. I don't like the way I sounded here. And just so much self-conscious, just negativity creeping in that – Dave and Christian have just talked me down from the ledge because, I mean, I swear, like, I can't tell you how many times I've just been, like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to tell them I can't do it anymore because I'm not contributing anything positive to the show. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know how many times when I put out a show or, or actually, there's a lot of times where right after a show, I'm just going, did we do it? Did we say enough? Did we talk enough <laughs> about this movie? Did we even do a good job? In fact, it was not that long ago that Kenneth had to talk me down from a ledge because I straight up was like, I don't think that was a good show. I think it was bad. I think we did not bring our A game. And uh, I'm really upset about this show. And it, it the show was fine. People liked the show. And it wasn't the show. It was it was me. I was just so depressed and, and anxiety. Like, I've had a really hard past three months um, that I've talked about a, a little bit here and there. And that was just one of those times where it affected me and I felt like the show was bad, even yeah. though it got really positive response. And until you get that positive response, you don't know. You have to sit there and deal with the fact that you're just like, God, I hope I did a good enough job. Yeah, and then even when you get the positive response, I question, are they saying it to be nice? I, I mean, trust me, I I, I, I – I sympathize because I experience all those things that you do. Believe me, I really do. You know, it's terrible. It's a terrible way to 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 have to approach life sometimes, but yeah. It's uh it, it's very I'm very lucky to have Dave and Christian who talk me down and then I have my father who talks me down cuz every time I get done recording a show, I'll, I'll see my dad and he's like, "So, how'd the show go?" I'm like, I, I was terrible. I don't think I spoke enough. I talked too much. I, I I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. And he has to talk me down from the ledge too. Usually just yells at me to shut the fuck up. You did great, but yeah, I mean it's and it's weird. And it's you know like um, when I first started listening to Exploding Heads, I started this whole like I was trying to like do this whole like uh, Brandon fan club because uh, you were my favorite on the show. Uh, I I just thought you were hilarious and even though i did like 
our views and opinions on things are not always the same. You watch a lot of stuff that I, I would probably never watch or give time mm-hmm. to. I just I was I was fascinated with you. I'm also very big on voices. I like certain voices, and it, it was a lot with music where I, I really like how certain voices sound. And you have a voice that just catches me. It's oh. such an interesting voice. Um, and I almost didn't podcast because of that. I hate the way my voice sounds. And oh, <laughs> even yeah. go, even going to buy the mic and the camera before we even recorded episode one, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm just going to call them and tell them I can't, but thank you because I hate the way I sound. I didn't know how to download Skype. I almost didn't re- podcast because I didn't know how to download Skype. I'm a mental case. So it, oh, you know, yeah. it, like, it's funny, but it's also a, a real struggle. So yeah, it, it's real. But yeah, it's, I don't uh, think pe- like I really uh, Watts and I got into it, but I I don't think people understand how much effort is put into a good podcast, and not only that, how much is on us as creators. How like we judge ourselves way harder than anyone else. I almost didn't podcast because I hate the sound of my voice. I'm like, yeah. there's no way people want to hear what the fuck I sound like. Like, there's no way no one's gonna, someone's gonna listen to a podcast with, especially with me as the host. Absolutely not. And you and know, you're what? so good at it. No, yeah, and no one has ever been like, God, Jerry, I just hate your fucking voice. Yeah, no one will be because you got a good voice for for podcasting and you do it so well. Uh, I thank you. I and your your checks in the mail, just like everyone else. <laughs> I pay to say that shit. Um. Uh, Jonathan Wilhelm says, okay, here's the question. What is the horror movie that you like that no one else seems to like? Hmm. Feel free to say Picnic at Hanging Rock. I don't, I don't even think Picnic at Hanging Rock is necessarily a horror film, but, uh, you know what? A few years ago, I guess it was, was it right before we started podcasting? A film came out called Gravy. Scream Factory put it out. Did you see this film? I didn't, but I do remember the trailer. Okay, and it's it was done. It was directed by James Roday, who was on Psych. And uh, man, I loved this film so much. It's a, a horror comedy. And the minute I got done watching it, I, I went into the group and I think I wrote to Moose and said, "You gotta check out this horror comedy. I think it's one of the funniest. It has such a great soundtrack and this and that." And he fucking hated it. And Every word I heard after that from every other person was, what a piece of shit this movie was. And it must wow. be a general consensus, because you can get this Scream Factory title for like five, six bucks now. And Scream Factory never gives any of their movies away for that cheap. Except for Pumpkinhead 2. Pumpkinhead 2, they literally I, gave to Horror Pack to put out yeah, in their Blu-ray right, pack. Fair enough, Pumpkinhead 2, but this one's a close second. And, man, I, I love the film. It's got such awkward music cues, but it's such great cheesy 80s music. And it's it's funny and it's violent and I think it's witty. And, uh, you know, it's just a film that, that I enjoy. I haven't revisited it in a while, but uh, I've always enjoyed that one. I will definitely check it out because I'm I've – your answer to that question is way better because mine is always Jaws of Revenge. I like I like all the Jaws films. I I don't like Jaws three. I actually I like Jaws don't. 3. I don't like that. I but I absolutely love Jaws of Revenge, and I I think it's a super fun film that gets a lot of hate that it shouldn't hate because I'm just like and because so many people love Jaws three and then shit on Jaws four 
say, oh, Jaws 4 is just so unrealistic. And I'm like, a shark would never take revenge on its child dying because most sharks try to eat their young when they're born. Yeah. So don't give me this shit that the shark wanted to take revenge. That is for its dead child. That is just as unbelievable as a shark taking revenge from a human uh, and going down to Jamaica. Yeah, Which, and that's and that's why why I like it because I never took it that seriously to even think about all that. Yeah, I, and it's my knowledge of sharks that really is the one like turned me around on that. Yeah, but you know maybe I maybe I'll just have to shut up. Uh, we come back to uh, Marco again, uh, and he says, "How does it feel to be the Jeremy of your show?" Great. After I opened up about being all sensitive, and, uh, and then he hits me with that. Yeah, for real. Way <laughs> to go, Marco. No, but to, Fuck to, be you honest, Vince to be honest, we, we, you and I were talking about this before we even came on here, and, and Jeremy has a lot to offer uh, on 22 Shots, and when he does speak up and, and say something, it's usually something pretty intelligent. Yeah, I'm not I talking, say. I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the fuck you JPs. I'm talking about when he's actually talking about film or his experiences in film schools. So in, in that sense, he does have a lot to offer. Yeah. I even said it beforehand, it's tough to get, because I've done shows with them, it's tough to get a word in edgewise sometimes when Moose and JP are going at it. They're very powerful, dominating personalities, and you know sometimes you got to say, hey guys, be quiet, let me talk. And I 100% agree. People are sleeping on Jeremy's knowledge of films yeah. and how they're made and, and what things mean in, in the cinematography of it all. He is a hidden gem when it comes to that shit, and you really, really need to like, like start listening to when he talks about that shit. And I, like, and I re, there are a lot of times where I really want to hear Jeremy talk more on a thing, and he he just doesn't get to. He gets talked right over. Yeah. And yes, Jeremy has that immature side where he just starts running off the mouth like a fucking retarded squirrel. Yes, (laughs) that happens one hundred percent. I mean, and some of it makes absolutely no sense. Like this, the whole hall of the hall of fuckers, how it started, like, cause I was the first person in the hall of fuckers because I gave a review of 22 shots right after their hatchet episode, which he was not on the show, had not been on the show for, you know, 10, 20, 30 fucking episodes. Yeah. And just happened to be on the next show as a, as permanent again, when they and they read my iTunes review and he starts cussing me out and going at me. And like I actually when this started happening and he started going off on me on like every show, I had to, you know, pull JP aside and be like, JP, is he is he serious? Like, do we have beef? <laughs> do we have beef? Do like is it is it fucking on? Like, you know, let me know. And J- and he explained to me, no, nah, he's just fucking around. I said. And then I started, you know, popping shots off at jeremy and once again i checked in with jp and i was like jp is he cool like is he okay like Dude, we got too hard <laughs> like i i i dropped a diss rap to jeremy like straight up like i put one That's in awesome. the 22 shots group and then and then i would show up like on their random live streams and he would ghost or he yeah. would he would ban me or he would boot me like you know so like me and jeremy have a very interesting relationship but nonetheless, y'all are sleeping on Jeremy's film knowledge, period. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, I, I mean, I know the other guys know that stuff, too. But 
I'll, I'll even compare it to like to our show. Like Christian, a lot will will go off and start talking about the way shots are framed and stuff like that. And as a filmmaker himself, he knows that stuff. So when he starts talking about that, like I can't really contribute to it. I know I like it. I know it's appealing to my eye, but I can't tell you why except for the fact that it looks good it's framed well but he'll start talking about oh what type of shots and cuts and all this and getting real technical and uh you know there's advantages to that so utilize it yeah i I really i really wish that uh jeremy would get to go on a little bit more yeah about those factors because i would listen oh i just fucking like burped in the middle of that sentence (laughs) you like burped and hiccuped at the same time I really did. Uh, yeah, I, I heard that. Holy that shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm Good dying. thing, if you had farted at the same time, you would have died. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have probably immediately got AIDS at that point. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to you. Yeah, if you uh, burp, pick up, and fart at the same time, you automatically have AIDS. Uh, we move on to 10 out of 10 Derek. Derek. He, he wants to know, uh, if Brandon were to ever guest spot on Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space... Would he want to do a non-Godzilla film or a Godzilla film? I only ask because he says he wants to see more from that genre in retrospect. Yeah, and starting next year, it is a genre I'm going to start exploring for for fun. Uh, Matango. Watch Matango. Matango? You like psychological films? Watch Matango. Okay. You want to see a movie that, to me, does paranoia just as well as John Carpenter's A Thing? Watch my tango. All right, I'll I'll definitely. I mean, I'm I'm sort of a a completionist, so I would want to start at the beginning and go through them all. I don't know how many there are now. Well, Matango is not in the Godzilla series, it's but not. it's done by the same group of people. Uh, okay. Like the American title for the movie is horrible. The American title for the movie is Ta- Attack of the Mushroom People. Okay. Which okay. immediately makes you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn the channel. I would watch something like that. I'll watch something called yeah, but, Attack of the Mushroom People. Uh, Matango is my is in my top ten films of all time. I absolutely love Matango. Now uh, I gotta check it out. It but, is uh, so I good. would want to start from the beginning. I'd want to start classic original Godzilla. But I always send Derek, you know, one of the uh, is it a gif or a gif? It's a it's a gif. I don't give a fuck what the creator said. It is a gif because the G stands for graphics. Okay, then I'm calling it a gif also. But I always send him the gif of uh, Godzilla doing that that flying kick, and he told me it's from Godzilla versus Manulo. Megalon. Megalon? Yeah, Godzilla versus Megalon. Okay. I, I actually I have I a, a Megalon sitting right in front of me. He, he might have told me to say Megalon, and I might have just looked it up wrong. But, uh, yeah, I, I love that when he's doing that Liu Kang like, bicycle kick. I don't know if you're into uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know what? I I never was really into it. Um, but they actually, the two Godzilla movies they covered, uh, one of them was that one. They did Godzilla vs. Megalon. Just for that one scene, probably. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, they did the whole movie. Yeah. Um, But I actually do think that scene makes it into a, uh, to um, their uh, opening theme song. Thing. I love it. I laugh my ass off every time, every time so I see good. that gif. Oh, there, there's another one scene in Godzilla versus Hedorah where Godzilla like jumps in the air, grabs his tail, and then blows <laughs> his atomic breath 
to fly backwards. <laughs> I love that. I think I would have a blast watching these. Yeah. So yeah, you got to come on to uh, Underwater Kaiju uh, sometime. It's definitely. It is. It is a fun show. Uh, he also wants to know. And also, do you love that a Toxic Avenger is the only superhero from New Jersey? Which I'm pretty sure he's no longer the only superhero from New Jersey. I'd have to look it up. But uh, how do you feel about Toxic Avenger? I'm proud. I love Toxie. Not as much as Christian, but I love Toxie. I'm with you. I, I can put I can watch any of the four Toxic Avenger movies. Like, I think they're all four just fun movies to watch. I haven't seen the last one. Oh, it's good. I own I, it. I got to watch it, but I haven't seen it. It's, it's really good. Uh, Next question we have is from Lacey Lou, a.k.a. Lucy Lou. Uh, <laughs> Lucy Lou. What are your top three most disappointing move, movies of all time? Oof. Top three. And in these kind of situations, a lot of times I just go, what three pop into your head? Hmm. You know what? One we recently reviewed, and it's not that I was disappointed from the first time I saw it. I just don't love it as much as other people do, and that's Evil Dead 2. I prefer the first Evil Dead. I do also. Even though I find comedy in the first one, I know it wasn't meant to be any comedy at all, but you can't help but see some of the goofiness in it. But the second one, I just feel like was a little too over the top. And I do, well, not a little too over the top, way over the top, but I still give it a high rating, a, yeah. a decently high rating. A film I absolutely just cannot get into and, and really don't enjoy is Eraserhead. I've, I'm I'm with you there. It like he, it's one of those. It's it's just too weird. It's too shot out. It's, it's, it's yeah, not it's, enjoyable to watch. It's too surreal for my senses. I like some David Lynch stuff. I like the fact that. I enjoy some of his films, even though I have no idea necessarily what's going on. I love Twin Peaks, but Eraserhead just, man, it was boring for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, and I'm with you on e- Evil Dead. Like, I like Evil Dead, too. I can watch it. It's my least favorite movie out of the franchise. Yeah. Because um, to me, Evil Dead, 1, Evil Dead 1 is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the 80s. It it has that raw feeling. It, yeah. It's it's it was made on such a small budget, and it broke all the odds, and it came out to to really punch you in the face. To me, it is the it is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the eighties. Um, Army I of like Darkness that. is just a a fucking good time. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is so enjoyable for just being a good time. And then uh, I maintain that the Evil Dead remake is. One of the greatest remakes ever. It is in my top five remakes of all time. I absolutely love that movie. Fair enough. I didn't. I didn't love it. But. Yeah, I remember you not liking it, um, which is fine. But uh, for me, I just, I just fucking adore that movie. Yeah. And then Evil Dead Two, I'll watch. It's fun, but it's, it's you know, it's fourth place for me when it comes to watching those movies. Yeah. And for me, it's like third place. I I would still put it above the remake, but yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have a third one? Because you third wanted You know what? Up up until recently, up until when we did our top twenty show, I would have easily said The Exorcist. The the original Exorcist. The original Exorcist. As a dis a disappointed you. Yeah. As wow, a film that everybody hypes this. up that I don't love and that just is disappointing to me because I just don't love it as much as other people. 
But I revisited for our top 20 show, and that's no longer the case. So talk about talk about ever changing tastes. So yeah, there are some movies that just you did not like when you were growing up, and that you might like now. Um, Yeah, my tastes are ever changing. My top 20 would change probably on a, a weekly basis if I had to do it. Some people are just set with their with their favorite films or their least favorite films. I don't think I'm ever gonna have a great film ever drop to a film I hate. It, it'll. I've had films that I've loved that drop in terms of. All right, they're not as high as as where I was in terms of on their technical merits, but I still enjoy them just as much. Like the Chrome Skull films. Yeah, you know what, Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Yeah, drops you know what? Every I, time I watch it. I, I love zombie. I, I'm not as high on it as other people, but it, it's not my favorite Fulci film. Not by any means. I don't. I don't know that I have a favorite Fulci film. I like Fulci films. I do. Um, but I don't. I don't. I. I, th- I think Zombie gets it a lot of times for me just because of the of. of that was the first Fulci film I saw. It was one of those. It was part of the movies that Kenneth showed me for the first time, along with like *Cannibal Holocaust* and shit. Uh, movies that I had never seen. So like, it has that nostalgic thing for me. Is it his best movie? Hell no. No. Easily, *The Beyond* could can take that spot most days of the week. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm a *City of the Living Dead* person. I love that film. Uh there. I like City of the Living Dead, but there's some stuff in there that I'm just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Well, I take that back. A lot of the times I I enjoy that movie up till the end. And and recently I found out that there was a completely different ending that someone spilled coffee on the film and it was destroyed and it's never actually came out what the true ending was supposed to be. I don't understand that. Someone could have at least said this is what the ending was supposed to be, but it's never came out. You know what? Even with the ending we got, I still feel like I understand it perfectly and it's super effective for me, the way I perceive it. So I guess it just works for me on that level. Somebody came out and explained, like, this is what the scene was supposed to end like and it's completely different from how I'm I'm interpreting it. Then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, now I have an issue. Yeah, well, then you can just do uh, Death of the Author or Death of the Artist and call it like that. All right, now to my favorite part of the show, because I have questions of my own. Ooh. Uh, so we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but gear breakdown. You've already said you use a, a, a snowball. I do. Um, do, you, do you just use a regular set of headphones? You got anything special? Nope, just a regular set of uh, iPod headphones. All right, now I... You don't edit anything and you don't record anything and you use Skype. So I don't have – really for you is just what your mic is. Yeah. Um, I did use Audacity when I did the solo cast and it was it was pretty easy to use once Christian kind of gave me the basic tutorial. I just overused it. Yeah. So – but – so I'll have to – I'll skip program breakdown and all that. But there is one that is very important. When you research a movie, what is your approach? What what does Brandon do when he sits down to watch a movie for the show that he's going to do a full review on? For me, before doing any secondary research online, I always like to watch the movie and take take notes on what I'm seeing. 
Because to me, that's that's my focus when I do a review is what I'm actually watching. And I know that that sounds silly. That's how it should be for everything. But like I say, sometimes, uh, you know, we'll get into, you know, the construction of shots, you know, the way a shot is presented or Dave will sometimes start talking about soundtracks because he's very big into the music and he'll he'll start talking about the scores and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, I tend to stick with, with story-related stuff, mainly because that's the stuff that I, I tend to get pulled into focus on. So after I, I do that and I take notes on that and I, I watch the movie, then I'll sort of go on, you know, whether it's Wikipedia, IMDb, where, whatever I can find. Sometimes I'll listen to other people's reviews and uh just just hear what they have to say maybe find some interesting trivia out just any anything that i could use on the show that might might sound interesting that's very similar to me because i usually watch the movie and take notes and then i do research through imdb wikipedia stuff like that yeah um on the listening to other people that's one that i am i do but i'm very careful about it i I was gonna I (laughs) i was gonna say that i'm very careful about it but there's one reviewer in particular who I really like listening to on YouTube, and uh, he he does funny, great reviews, really in depth. And sometimes I just listen to him because he's he's very critical, but be, but at a, in a very entertaining way. Yeah, I I tend to mostly um I'm mostly just looking to see what the general consensus. Is is there anything that people focus on that I may have not noticed that I need to take a second look at? Is there something like a lot of people agree with this opinion and it's against my opinion? Like stuff like that is what I look for. Um, Hmm. I generally want to know like I don't want their like opinion to use. I want their opinion to point out something I may not have looked at that I should look at. Because maybe I see it in a different way or just so I can be like, okay, so they, so they really don't like this, but I mean, I have an explanation for that, you know, yeah. stuff that's, like I, that. That's something we do a lot on the show and, and that's something that uh, we've been very good at is presenting questions to each other to sort of like uh, to, to explain away issues that we have. Dave will do that a lot where he'll be like, all right, I have questions. Here are my questions. And if he buys our responses and he likes it, he'll be like, okay, I buy that. And it, it just it, – it works really well to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is one thing that I, I do like when Dave Z does because it's him going, I don't understand this. Can you explain it to me so that I – let me see if I accept it. it yeah. It's absolutely one of the best parts of the show. And, and you know what? I've, I've definitely become more like that because in the beginning I was so obsessed with trying to understand everything that it probably was when we hit like uh, – devil's candy review where i was just like i I understood some of it but i got confused on some of it and dave kind of called me out and like said no here's how i interpreted it and i went back and rewatched it and then the next episode i said can we do a revisit the review so we could just go back to it and talk about it because my opinion had changed because because he told me you know some things that i had missed and i went back and he was right and it just had a different effect on my uh my overall experience of the movie so yeah because there are a lot of times like i said with hereditary after listening to watson's review i feel like the next time i watch hereditary i'm going to be able to put aside the problem i have with the movie Mm -hmm. and accept the movie for what it's actually trying to do yeah 
So it's very good to listen to other people's opinions uh, when they can point out a new way to look at something. And you may disagree with it, but give it a shot. See if you can see it the way they do and see if it changes it for you. Yeah, and I'm always willing to do that because, I mean, I'm I'm really not that narrow-minded where I'm just like, you know, I didn't like it. I'm not watching it again. Yeah, you just accept everyone's opinions. I really do. I mean, it's no, it's it is what I mean. I want to be a fanboy about something, but I just I enjoy everything. And I'm just not like overly passionate about one particular thing when it comes to horror movies where I'd be like, this is gospel where some people are just like, I know this. This is what it is. Whereas I feel like I have a general knowledge kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you do. I, I, and I really like when um, you actually get to dig into uh, going to some of the Japanese films, especially Sono films. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Sono. Did you know? I, I has it came out yet? But it's coming out soon. I, I got to make Dave Z watch Suicide Club. Really, that's awesome. We did. Uh, I brought that for ABCs of Hidden Horror, and I made him watch Suicide Club. I can't wait to hear that. It, dude, it was it was a good episode, and I, I finally got to explain what I, what how I see Suicide Club. Yeah, ja- you know what Japanese horror? It's very you know that's it's it's odd. <laughs> it's it can be quite odd and could require multiple viewings. It really just oh very yeah, it o- took... very open for interpretation, especially as somebody who doesn't completely know all the culture. Oh, yeah, like, it took me... All Asian horror, for that matter. Over ten different watches... Yeah. ...to understand Suicide Club. Yeah. You know? And there's some movies you just get, like, Tag, I got in one view. Yeah, and Tag, um, I loved. Tag was just so entertaining. Yeah. But then you've got other movies, uh, like, Strange Circus, that is that are just so fucking yeah. shot out. Or Love Exposure, which is four hours, and it's... I have not watched that one, because it's fucking four hours. I, I loved it. But it's four uh, hours, and you know what? I've only seen it once, so if you I asked did, me to do a dissertation on it, I couldn't right now. Yeah, I did just get um, his his movie Anti-Porno in. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Um, it's uh, The studio wanted to do a revival of the uh, Roman porno films that were really popular in the 70s and 80s in Japan. Yeah. Um, and they hired a bunch of directions they hired to do their versions of it, and Sono did his, which is Anti-Porno. And uh, I, I imported the Blu-ray. I have yet to watch it, but I, I really want to. Interesting. Um, so I want to talk about the, the start of your podcasting career. Um, yes. From what I understand, you actually started off as a, a big uh, persona in the 22 Shots Facebook group. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say big, but I... I joined the facebook group actually a while after listening to the show i was listening to the show for a while before i even joined the facebook group i i didn't think i was getting get involved but i was like you know what these guys are cool they keep saying join the facebook group i'll get involved and i think i joined around the same time as derek and uh so i became friends with him and then we just started talking to moods and jp and jeremy and it grew from there but i started by leaving voicemails I believe I was the second person to ever leave a voicemail when it, when the whole voicemail line started. The first one was some guy that told Jeremy to relax and enjoy school, to which Jeremy replied, go fuck yourself. 
I wouldn't and, expect anything less. Yeah, and then I was, and then I think people, then I think they were probably afraid nobody was ever going to call in again. But I started calling in and asking questions and making comments, and it kind of grew from there. And I guess that's where Dave heard me, and JP was very supportive and uh, encouraging me to podcast. And that's where Dave reached out to me, and it just went from there. So, what when Dave reached out to you? Had you were were you listening to uh, the Skeleton Crew or Banana Laser? I was aware of them, and I had heard episodes, but I, I wasn't like a. There was never a podcast where I was listening to nonstop, you know, continuously. Even Twenty Two Shots, I would miss an episode here or there because they came out so fast and they were so long. <laughs> Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I think for the first, like, 50 or 60 episodes I listened to, I was on point, And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, episode 96, 97, 98 just came out today. It's like, I can't keep up. Well, there's 20 hours of my life. But I was aware that, that Dave Z was a, a podcaster on some big shows. And when when I spoke to him for the first time, he told me about – I don't even think Christian had said yes yeah, but he told me about TGIF 13, and he said he's really trying to get the, you know, the host from TGIF 13 because he's such a great editor. He's like, you got to listen to the show and listen to, to the way he edits the show, and I did that, and then you know we all kind of met up, skyped one day, and it was just love it. It, it just sight. clicked. It did. It really did. It was very comfortable from the very beginning. But obviously, um, right before y'all recorded your first show, you were almost going to bail. Were you almost always going to bail constantly before before that first show? Was it always like a thing where you were just like, why is he asking me? I'm not good enough. Like, was it always it's, like that or was it just right before the first time? It was like that before the first time and it's been like that probably on and off for the last three years. And it'll probably be like that on and off for the next three years or however long we continue to podcast for. It's just, unfortunately, the way my brain works. Yeah, and I, I hey, I completely understand that. Um, and but, hopefully now your audience does. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. But you know what? Everybody's been so supportive and so great. And I, I have so much fun doing it. Like when, we, when I look back on it, I'm like, everything is fun. And that's what I'm really focused on. And I really try... To just sit down, just just have a good time. Just get on there with Dave and Christian, bullshit, do the reviews, have a good time with them, and the end result will speak for itself. It's when I start stressing and thinking about it, that's when that's when actually it starts to affect my performance. So it's it's better if I approach it from a relaxed, sort of laid back approach. Now I don't know if you're like me, um it's kind of funny. I have so much anxiety before I record about it being good and after I record about mm-hmm. it being good. While I'm recording, it there it's not there. Like, uh, see, I, see, I, I, I don't I'm, even I'm think thinking, about it. I'm thinking about it while I'm recording. Really? I, I am oh. sometimes. I am sometimes. I, I think with me, it's just because like I am the host. Mm-hmm. So I have so much focus on making sure i'm i'm guiding the episode i am directing questions the right way i am you know moving forward i'm getting out the things i need to get out and getting everything in place that i just don't have time to think about it yeah so that's a that's a good distraction to have it really is uh do can you remember as a kid like a movie that really really scared you 
movie that really scared me. You know what? It's not really a horror movie, but we did that. We did that. that post a movie, that 10 day challenge thing. Did you do that? I've been tagged in it a few times. I just don't do those things. Cause I know I'm not going to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wound up never finishing it. I think I did like seven days, but one of the movies that I posted on there was a pick from 10 to midnight with Charles Bronson. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And where the, the crazy naked guys running around killing coeds yep. and my babysitter let me watch that when I was like five, six years old. And it, wow. absolutely, it absolutely terrified me and scarred me. So I, I just, I, for some reason, I just have that image from that film, and it just left an impact on me. I wow. recently revisited, and it's just, it doesn't hold up in, in that way, but it's still a pretty terrifying film. Yeah, like, because um, I have one that scared me as a kid, and I have one that scared me as a teenager. Uh, as a kid, it was uh, Silver Bullet. I've talked about it a few times, but uh, after watching Silver Bullet as a as a kid, I could have sworn that night that there was a werewolf outside my window. <laughs> the entire I could see him through the blinds, like I could see the silhouette, which it was the tallest werewolf ever because I was yeah. on the second floor uh, of this apartment building. It's a dog then, soldier. It was a dog soldier. A dog soldier on stilts. <laughs> Uh, and then as a teenager, I went to go stay at my dad's house for the summer, but it was like right when I got there and he had to, uh, go on a business trip for the weekend. So I was going to just stay in the house that weekend by myself, which is, which was fine. I had everything I needed. I had food, I had drinks, I had money, I had, uh, tons of fucking movies to watch and I had cigarettes. I was golden. Uh, the first movie I decided to start watching, uh, at this house that was, uh, had a decent, a bit of woods covering it Mm -hmm. was the original last house on the left. Oh God. (laughs) I spent the rest of that weekend fucking terrified that someone was going to show up and take me out into those woods. Yeah. That's, that's a terrifying film. That's still scary today. Oh yeah, I, I'm a big supporter of Last House on the Left. I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I know you are. Uh, yeah, fucking oh, dude, me. That's another one that I'm like, I'll put our Last House on the Left episode against anyone else's, because uh, me, Kenneth, and Watson fucking slayed that. It was beautiful. Nice. Uh, do we won't even try one... and touch it. <laughs> do you have a, a movie as a teenager that scared you? You know what? I wasn't a teenager. I was actually older, but uh, The Ring scared me for some reason. Because you were like, I find blank VHS tapes all the time. I put (laughs) it in and it's this shit. You're hoping it's a porn, but it turns out it's not. I don't know why. I have just, I don't know what it was about. It was that scene with uh, Amber Tamblyn in the closet when they show her face. Oh, yeah. It just absolutely terrified me. I was probably I, like 21, 22 years old at that time. No, I um, I have anxiety, and there are movies that I've had to pause and stop the movie to take a breather because it it, it was starting to push me towards an anxiety attack. Yeah, I've, I've had um, that happen where I've been at the movies and started having a panic attack during horror movies. I yeah, stopped, this watch, I stopped in, watching horror movies because of that for a little while. Yeah, and this like uh one of the movies I don't even like, uh, the first VHS movie. Mm-hmm. I had I that movie about gave me anxiety attack. Um, a movie I love, Sinister. 
that movie about gave me an anxiety attack. I uh, recently watched for the I finally uh, started the Insidious movies. I've watched the first two so far. Okay. And uh, both of those, like I start like they didn't give me anxiety attacks, but I could not help but feel cold while watching those. Yeah. In fact, while I was watching Insidious one, I actually went got up and put on a uh, a small jacket and finished watching the movie. Well, that's probably because you weigh thirty pounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In your mouth. <laughs> Very uh, nice. Well that's played. True. Uh, now, I think you've covered this before, and I was trying to think of it earlier, but I couldn't put my finger on it. What is your favorite uh, horror movie of all time? I go Silence of the Lambs, if you count it as horror. If I, you... I do. Fuck anyone who's like, thriller's not horror. I'm like, no. You know what thriller is? Thriller is a detective story that uses horror to make its point. Yeah. That's it, what it is. is. Is it hard? Is it not hard? Is is getting out of hand? I just want to enjoy the films. I'll yeah. admit, when it comes time for the year-end show, I got a lot of films on my list, and I'm not sure if, if I'm going to leave on the list because I'm not sure if they're straight-up horror or not. But for the sake of, of that question, I go Silence of the Lambs. But, you know, also films like Fright Night and Carrie and Black Christmas are, are right up there. Yeah, I love Black Christmas. I, yeah, me I really too. like oh that movie. Every that's a movie that every time I watch it, it gets better. Yeah, I you know what I I have a I have the same experience. I just I enjoy it just as much, if not better, every time. Whereas I I generally hear the opposite. Yeah, um, what's your favorite non-horror movie? Is it Hedwig? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, or I do. In, in I, general, can you give me some of your favorite non-horror movies? What are you watching outside of the genre that you just love? Well, I mean, I watch like the, of late the newer movies. I watch like the the Marvel movies and stuff like that, or or any of like the superhero films, like the Deadpool films and stuff like that, or the John Wick films. But if I'm talking older films, films like Judgment at Nuremberg, The Killing Fields, I like documentaries. Uh, you know, if you check out The Cove, check out Man on a Wire, check out Dear Zachary. Those are three phenomenal documentaries. Man on the Wire is the one about the guy who did the tightrope walk between buildings in New York, right? Yeah, between the Twin Towers. Yeah. And which is uh, just, it's mind boggling what he did. It's such a great film. And most, you know, you, you think, okay, he tightrope between there, but he stayed out there on the tightrope for 45 minutes. Yeah, and you got to think that high up, if there was, you know, if a big chunk of wind came there, it was done. Yeah. Oh, it was windy, too, because they show it. And it's yeah. like, it's insane. I can't, like, to me, it's the craziest stunt I've ever seen. I, 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 that, that's a movie that just watching that gives me so much anxiety. Yes. I'm like, oh, no, fuck this, I'm dead. Yeah, I could. No, I'm not doing that. I don't even. I wouldn't even go to the top of the building. <laughs> I'm definitely not anymore. What, else? Uh, what do you have a favorite book? Favorite book? Hmm. I really, really had a great time reading Shutter Island. I did not know that was a book. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a book, and I I knew it was coming t- to. Uh, 
to theaters soon and I got the book and I'm like, I'm going to read the book first. And I was actually like, it was such a great book. I was actually able to decipher things. I had notes out. I was taking notes. I was, I was seeing clues in every other word and I was able to actually decipher what was going on. I was just like so happy. It was like solving a murder mystery. Dude, that's an experience that I don't, I don't know if we get as much anymore. Um, yeah. With this day and age. Um, but having to actually like break out notes or, you know, um, cause like for me, a lot of that experience was when I was younger playing video games, you know, having to draw your own maps, having, to, yeah. you know, really write down certain things so you could remember. Um, but even like with watching movies, like a lot of times it was just, you had to figure that shit out on your own. Um, and then to be fair, I had, I've, I've almost always had the internet. But I had the internet when, you know, a phone call would, would end that real quick. Yeah. So you didn't, like, really go online to, you know, look up the meaning behind Phantasm. It was you just trying to figure it out yourself. Uh, and that's dope that you got to do that with that book. Because, I mean, that like, it's, it's there's something just magical about certain times in your life. And what you just explained is amazing just to hear about because it's just like, man, I'm jealous about that experience. Yeah, I, I really love that experience. And it wasn't even that long ago. And to be honest, growing up, I was not a big reader. And it's something I've been talking about for the last couple of years that I really want to get back into reading more. I Dude, I do the exact same shit. And I keep going, you know what? I'm just going to start reading for, you know, 15 minutes before I go to bed every night. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they say to do, and I just, my mind at times, it's just go, racing so fast, I can't even concentrate on reading, so I just go to sleep or throw on a movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what it is. Like, I have a book next to my bed that I do read, but, uh, like, I don't read as much as I, I really want to. Uh, yeah. Even when, Yesterday, I was looking at that book, and I was just like, I really need to pick that up and read, and then I didn't end up doing it. Yeah. And I've no, got so many books on my shelf that I'm just like, I really need to, like, finish these. That's something I wish I had done more growing up and something I wish to do more of in the future is definitely read. Yeah, one of these days, we'll, we will make it happen, damn it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Once the voice I is have, Yeah. <laughs> I have a uh, uh, these set questions that I ask absolutely everyone about Friday the 13th movies. Okay. And so you have to answer them. Was Friday the 13th part two a dream? Was that ending a dream? Hmm. Man. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, the next couple of questions are actually way easier, but I always throw this one out first. Yeah, this one, I mean, it's funny because I'm about to revisit this franchise pretty soon, and uh, I, I, I do think part of it is a dream, yes. All right. Uh, was it Rat Piss? No. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely not. See, I just recently gave my whole thing away of why it absolutely is not rat piss i don't care what anyone says it is not rat piss it's not <laughs> there's no fucking way the camera angles clearly show the mouse by her head the pee and then the by the opposite end of the bed and then 
back to her face with the rat. Yeah. And I the wood is dry. I, I can't believe that even took on life as as a as a thing. I don't yeah, I don't know how that didn't get edited out. I don't know how the motion picture association didn't go get rid of that. Yeah. I guess it because it wasn't pee on the actual person. I bet if she would have peed herself and you would have directly seen it was her peeing herself, it would have been cut out. Oh, without a doubt. Um in Friday the thirteenth, part three did Jason rape Chris? No. No. Okay. In Friday the 13th Part 4, did Jason kill the dog or did the dog jump to its own death? Jason killed Gordon. Jason killed Gordon. I still maintain that I hear a snapping before he goes through the window as if Jason's breaking his back and then throwing him out the window. I'll admit the way he jumps out the window looks like he's wagging his tail and... He was super excited about yeah, it. Yeah, he was so excited to be going for for a nice fly, but <laughs> but uh, I don't know why I always hear this crunching sound. Maybe when I revisit it pretty soon, uh, I'll change my mind. And I know there's issues with with Jason being in the basement killing uh, was it Rob at the time? Oh yeah, there's so many problems. But, with but just the timing issues, of a lot of that. There's issues with yeah, exactly. There's it, timing issues with that. When I really get into this, I'm really gonna pay attention try to definitively come up with with what i think is a the appropriate yeah, answer i've, I've got to do friday four and nightmare four yeah. uh early october yeah um bonus question brandon are you a dead fuck i am a dead fuck <laughs> i don't want to be a dead fuck but i'm a dead fuck you know uh i really haven't been able to get into it but we're getting into it now Everyone else who has done this interview show has opened up about a sexual experience. And I think it's time you did. Give us some kind of juicy sex story. Whether it's embarrassing, whether it's crazy. Um, as long as it's truthful, what do you have? I got this. I lost my virginity to a little Mexican girl who thought she was hot shit because she was watching Nightmare on Elm Street 4 while we were doing it. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, she thought her shit didn't stink, but that that chick had a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Nah, you know, I mean, I don't have any crazy sexual stories. I didn't lose my virginity till later on. I was in my early 20s, so unfortunately, I'm not cool. I don't have any crazy stories, but... You know what? I'm going to let it pass because that joke was just... You know what? That's something I thought about from the first time I heard you interview JP. I'm like, if I'm ever interviewed on this show, I am working that back in there. (laughs) That was literally... Oh, that's the highlight of the show right there. I don't care about any of the important stuff we were talking about with anxiety and feelings and and the work of podcasting. Fuck all that shit. That joke... (laughs) That was absolutely worth uh, listening to us yeah, I rant had to, I had for to get two a, and a half hours. I had to get a joke in there because you hadn't asked me to tell any bad jokes. I was like, I at least got to get one joke in there. Yeah, you know what? I don't. Uh, I don't usually ask for the jokes. I just let them naturally evolve. Yeah, and see me, I'm more of a tell bad jokes, right? Although when we do the show, it usually comes naturally, and it's usually at the expense of Christian. But he gives it right back, man. He's been on fire lately. 
He has. We really got to step up your game. I don't know if we need to get you Ghost Riders or something, or yeah, I need maybe a, you should wear a headphone and I, I, say, and like, I, need, I can sit there I need and an speak earpiece into it. And I need you to like feed me uh, comedy gold for everything he messes up. Yeah, just, just you know what it is. He hasn't been messing up. He, you know what? Every every great comedy gold that I feel came out of the show came out of somebody messing up something. I will say that when it comes to a podcast. The the greatest part about fucking up is when someone calls you out on it. Yeah. With a really really good riff on it. Yeah, and that's what we were doing so for so long, and we just of late we just haven't really been been too crazy with that with with fucking up. I mean, we're still fucking up, but it's more of like a stutter or anything, and it's like we're not gonna make fun of each other for that. But I yeah, y'all are getting too good. We need to we need to really figure out a way to really just fuck up the show they did make fun of me recently because we were uh well obviously the cats out of bay we were talking halloween and all i wanted to do at the beginning of the show was just start talking was just start with the quote from loomis you know 15 years ago that whole thing and i couldn't get into the quote and stuff and then and then they're just saying oh we'll do your impression of loomis i can't do a fucking impression of loomis i'm not great at impressions and I just started doing, it, you know, I don't know. I just you're just like guys. I said I'm great at depression. <laughs> yeah, depression, not impression. Uh, so I just started doing this, this the thing, and Christian's like, "Wow, you sound more like Sam Loomis." Uh, yeah, more like. Sa- Wait a second. His name is <laughs> Sam Loomis. He says you sound more like uh, Sam Loomis from uh, Psycho. <laughs> wow. That was it. I just realized they have the same name. <laughs> yeah, they were named. Yeah, John yeah. Carpenter named, yeah, he named them after, after the psycho. I feel like an idiot now because I'm like, oh, he says you sound like Sam Lewis. Like, oh, well, that's a compliment because it is Sam Lewis. <laughs> he should have said Lila Lewis. <laughs> I'm well. I'm pretty excited to hear that y'all are y'all are doing. I'm guessing y'all are doing the Halloween franchise uh, for October, as that's yes, they will the be the go-to thing. Yeah, uh, they will. I actually. I, I literally just talk shit on people who do that on Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. No, I think I it was cut. It might be cut out of the show. I can't remember if it was after the show. It might have been after the show. I but so but I'm gonna I'm gonna break it out here. I was talking shit about um, people who do the like low hanging fruit episodes, <laughs> uh, like doing Halloween during October, or doing Krampus during Christmas. Yeah, uh, shit like that, and and. Um, how I wish people would strive a little bit harder to do something more original. And yeah. now that I, but, but the funny part is, is exploding heads is one that I'm just like, I'm really excited to hear um, more your take on the mm-hmm. franchise, because much like myself, you're not super high on the franchise. It's um, it, And it's going to be interesting when you listen to it, because, uh, as as big on the franchise as as some people are, they still don't come in as high as you think. I honestly believe that um, Halloween in general is a weak franchise. Um, it and Texas Chainsaw Massacre have great starts, mm-hmm. and then it is really downhill with a few special things. But those special things are only for certain people. Yeah, I'm being very open and very fair with my reviews, and we're doing just the Michael Myers films because we've already done Halloween 3, 
So we've already recorded uh, parts one through six. Including- well, I'm I'm excited to hear that. I assume yeah. um, I, this episode will most likely come out before that episode because my turnaround on, on this kind of shit it, it literally will be out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's, see, ours we we have them both both our Halloween episodes scheduled for October, and the second episode will include the last four films from H2O yeah. and the Rob Zombie films and the new one. Uh, I can't. I actually can't wait to hear. Uh, Y'all with Dave Z on Halloween Part 2, because I know Dave Z loves that, and I don't know where y'all f- sit on that. So th- I think that'll be very interesting. Yeah, it um, was it was, it was a, f- a fun show to do. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the second half, because that's, uh, I think, where the opinions are really going to differ in terms of the later sequels. I know Dave's very high on H2O. It's been a while since I watched it. I know he loves... Uh, the Rob Zombie ones, which, again, I've never been a huge fan of them, but I'm I'm open and I'm 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 going into them with an open mind. And again, that's one of the things with podcasting now; it's it's different. Whereas back in the day, I'd probably be like, eh, I don't feel like watching these again. Whereas now, for a critical standpoint, I'm certainly open to doing it. I and that's one of the things I do like about doing the podcast is. It gives me a reason to watch some of these movies yeah. again that because there's a lot of times where I like I feel like I'm watching the same movies over and over again when I should be watching new stuff. You know, I used and it to gives be, me I, an excuse. I used to feel that way. But you know what? There's there's a lot of good stuff out there. But I, I think a, a comfortable blend of the two between watching some new stuff and, and still, you know, continuing to watch the stuff you love over and over. There's, you know. As yeah. a collector, certainly that's that's my approach. Because otherwise, why the hell am I collecting movies if I'm never going to watch them again? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And and, yeah. and this will be a good bonus treat uh, because y'all haven't uh, announced it yet, and I'm going to get this out before uh, Dave Z and Christian realize that you've let the cat out of the bag <laughs> yeah. here. So that if they get mad, they get mad the, at you and they can't say shit to me. Well, the only reason why they won't get mad is because what you're only going to get like what three or four listeners. Oh yeah, three or four. Uh, <laughs> no, no, actually, you're on here, so six. Six, yeah. Yeah, uh, of course, Dave Z is going to be one of those. So I don't know if that counts. Yeah, Dave Z and Christian are two of your six listeners. <laughs> actually, I, 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 think, even... I, th- I think Christian might be a new listener. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I can't even guarantee Christian's going to listen. <laughs> uh, I, he might if he thinks that uh, he was talked about. Maybe I don't know. Where's his ego at? He's, That's going to be the question. Uh, yeah, he. He's he's got a pretty uh, pretty tame ego. Hmm. So I don't I don't feel like I'm spilling anything because look this we've called this the year of the franchise. We've done so many franchises. This is like what's left. Like people I will should be able say to out like oh that's I I thought y'all were going. I had my money on y'all were going to do Friday the Thirteenth for Halloween. So now I'm changing that, and I think y'all are going to do Friday the Thirteenth in December as a Christmas present. Hmm. Well, I won't spill the beans on what we're doing for the rest of the year after that, since I already spilled on Halloween. But, but we definitely have some fun, fun shows, and uh, we're we're definitely planned out for the rest of the year. Nice. Okay. So before we get out of here, I I really want to talk about 2018 films. Um, yes. Quickly, just because uh, the other day I was on Facebook Live and I was talking to you, 
and you were telling me how many movies you've watched. Now, how many 2018 movies have you watched? Okay, 2018, I am up to 120. 120 fucking movies, people. Yes, and these are ones that I would consider horror. There might be three or four on this list that I will pull out as not being straight up horror, but 120 in the horror slash thriller subgenre. Wow. Um, Now, also on that, uh, you gave how many you rated uh, above a certain score. What was that? I would say, for for me, my rating is if I rate something a six or above, it's usually something I'll at very least watch again. But uh, I, I would say ratings of six or above, I probably have about 100, maybe 105 out of the 120. I've actually been very selective with this 120. Not as selective as me. Like, literally, I'm pretty sure you've seen every single movie that I've watched so far. Probably, uh, but if you look at somebody like Mark Nato, Mark Nato watches, like, 250 to 300 new movies a year. I think he, I think he gets access to them. I think he, he works for, like, Redbox or something. I think Dave told me that, so he watches he must, all. I, I have heard that. I'm assuming he must be able to watch them at the job or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, look, I, I have a lot of downtime at work when I'm watching The Office, so I'll watch a movie there as well, and I tend to watch most of my films at night or in bed, so it's it's crazy. It does. I don't feel like it takes up a lot of my time. I don't watch movies a lot during the day. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, I just I really need to get better about watching it because, like, literally, here's the list of movies I've seen, and it's not very long. A Quiet Place, The Meg, Summer of 84, Puppet Master Lilith's Reich, Demon House, uh, Strangers Pray at Night, The Ritual, Tragedy Girls, Dead Shack, Hereditary, Incident in a Ghost Land, and Endless. That's it. And, like, the the next three, I the, well, the next four I've got to watch are Hellraiser Judgment, Terrifier, Pie Wacket, and uh, Hell House 2. Okay. Yeah, I believe that just came to Shudder, although I can't yeah. find it on my, on my Shudder for some reason. Do, do you have Shudder through Amazon? I have Shudder through Amazon, but it usually pops up when they Okay, have... they put out a notification today saying that for some reason it's not showing up on Amazon, but it should at some point this okay. week. Yeah, I, you know what? I still haven't seen the first one, so I can wait. But what you've seen so far is pretty solid, and I, I tend to like to watch a lot of these because... Some of them, like, I feel like sometimes I'll discover a, a gem or something that's that's solid that I could recommend to others that might make a list. Okay, so well, what gems do you got? Throw out a couple of gems uh, that people need to watch before the before this year is up. All right, right off, right off the top of my head, I'm looking at my list. There's a film on Amazon Prime called November that I really thought was terrific, and I don't think it's going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's very surreal, very, very artsy. I wouldn't even say artsy. It's just very surreal, black and white, beautifully shot. It's on Prime. I would say check it out. There's a film called Habit. Again, another film to check out. The Black Gloves. The Black Gloves? Is that a giallo? It's giallo-esque. Ooh, I want to I wanna look at that. Also, also in black and white. Um, what else I got on here? See, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of films that you mentioned... Cargo on Netflix, Forgotten, even though I'm not quite sure I count it as a horror film, also on Netflix, an Asian film, great film. I Remember You, also on Netflix, Mon 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 Monsters, on Shudder. 
Are We Not Cats on Amazon Prime. I really want to see that. It's it's interesting. I'm not I'm not sure it'll make my year end list, but it's it, it's unique. it has cats in the title. That's why I want it's, to see it. It's a strange film, and uh, Cold Hell also on on Shutter. Shutter puts right, out a lot have, of good stuff. I have added all of those to uh, my movies to watch list. Yeah, I mean I'll send you uh, my my entire list. I have no problem. These all these ratings on here are subject to change. I'll probably rewatch like twenty five of them for the year end show. I will probably not watch 25 2018 <laughs> movies before you do a end of the year show. Uh, no, probably not, but that's okay. You you don't have to. JP doesn't do it either. What he tends to do is wait for wait for everyone else to watch him. I'm one of those in-betweeners right now. I, for me, it's just I have so many other things I'm doing. Like um, I, I really want to re-watch through a, um, a few anime series. Mm-hmm. That um, like Berserk and Neon Genesis Evangelion, that I I just haven't rewatched in a few years that I just really feel like rewatching, and then on top of that I I'm always doing a lot of like little things here and there that really keep me from watching movies that I need to like stop and focus on watching movies. Yeah, but I I'm always doing some other shit that I'm just like. Maybe I should stop watching these fucking YouTube documentaries on retro games and watch this fucking horror movie. Oh, man, I fell into a spiral for like a week where I was watching nothing but YouTube videos of 9-11 conspiracies. And fuck, that put me in a depressed state of mind. I had to stop. Oh, yeah, dude, I'll, I will fall into those trends where I'm just like um, looking up all this like weird shit or looking up I, like I'll sit there and watch like tons of videos on um unsolved murder cases and murder mysteries shit like that and just like get lost like there there's one that i can't pronounce but it's uh this house that was it it was it was kind of a farmland it was off in the middle of nowhere and uh the, the someone came into the house killed like everyone in the house lived there for a couple of days and then left and they never they've never solved it and, like, I'll just get lost in that kind of shit. But uh, with that being said, so uh, at this point, uh, I think we've given the people enough. Uh, you've heard about banging uh, Mexican chicks with mustaches <laughs> and all of that. So let's get into your show. Tell the people, if they are not listening to Exploding Heads, why they should be listening to Exploding Heads. Listen to Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Give us a chance. We never feel that you have to listen to us, but give us a try. We might not be everyone's cup of tea, but we have a lot of fun. I feel like we do great in-depth reviews, and most of all, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Join the Facebook group, Exploding the Heads Horror Movie Podcast, on Facebook. I think we're on Twitter. You are. Yeah. Dave handles all the Twitter. Join that. Give the show a listen. Listen to Kill the Cast. Listen to as many podcasts as you can. I know I said earlier in the show that I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. That's going to change. Listen to as many podcasts as you can. This way you know what's out there, and then you can pick and choose what you like. Yeah, I actually want to say uh, one of my favorite episodes, that, and I've actually listened to this episode about three times now, um, is uh, There's Always Room for Giallo or Gialli. <laughs> Uh, if you, if you're into Giallo films or you're not into Giallo films, you want to kind of 
have a, a, a nice little way where to start, go listen to this episode. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, they just recently did uh, top 50 uh, North American slashers. That episode is fucking epic, but I don't know if I would say start with that because it's a really, really long episode. Um, but there are tons of episodes that they have done that you can check out. Like I said, I, I, one of the ones that just really impressed me was there's always room for Giallo. That That was a fun episode. That was a real fun episode. That is a really, a really, if you're not into Giallo, it's a great episode to start on to kind of get you into the feel of what is Giallo and, and, and if you might like it, if you like slashers, you'll probably like Giallo's. Um, if you like beautiful Italian women, you'll like Giallo's. If you have a fetish for black leather gloves, you'll be into <laughs> it. Um, is there an episode that you're really proud of, Brandon? I don't know why, but for some reason, the episode that I always think back to in terms of one particular review review we did was the Black Oats Daughter episode. I just really loved dissecting that film. You know, people have said to me, like, oh, you need to start doing some shitty movies. And that review right there is the reason why I really don't like to intentionally review movies that are low rated or that I know are shitty. Like, I enjoy watching shitty films. Don't get me wrong. But I like to do in-depth reviews of smart, intelligent horror. And Black Oat's Daughter, for me, even though I know you absolutely fucking hate that movie, was was one of my favorite reviews to do. It's one of, the, it's one of those movies that I keep hoping that... Uh one day it'll click with me yeah and it it just it just really hasn't um and again here i am being passive not yelling at you hey you need to fucking rewatch it yeah i did i did one time record a video of me throwing that movie in the trash yeah i thought jeremy immediately Uh, popped in my head when i'm talking about i'm like oh shit that's right jerry hates this fucking movie uh, i i I don't hate the movie uh it just it just wasn't for me yeah um Slow burns are a real hard sell for me. There are some that I absolutely love, and there's some that I I just don't like. Uh, I famously don't like uh, House of the Devil. Um, yeah, my my appreciation for that film has grown. I've I've always been hit or miss with that, but I've definitely seen myself coming up on it recently. Yeah. Better uh, than going down on it, like Christian. That's true. Uh, and, and if you want to hear all three of them go down on a movie, listen to their Carrie episode. Oh my god. That that's episode <laughs> is that's one episode that I would probably say I think they have the definitive uh episode on. Uh oh, thank and you. that's that, something that means a lot. <laughs> it's something weird I do. I have this thing about um definitive episodes. I want to I really want to uh find the episodes of podcasts that I think truly do the best job of a movie. Yeah. Um, and for y'all, Carrie. Carrie is one that I think. That's that's awesome to hear. I mean, I got euphoric talking about Carrie because I've always loved the film, but this last experience was just like on a whole nother level. And and that's cool. Dave's the same way when, when we record about, about trying to be definitive in terms of, of trying to put out the best quality product, especially when it comes to the bigger films or the bigger franchises, which is, which is great. I mean, we all try to do the best we can, but, Oh, and my favorite episode where you had a guest on is obviously Watson and behind the mask because you and him y'all made that episode. 
Oh, I appreciate that. Watson, Watson's great to have on. We've had him on twice now. He's he's always great. He likes to make everyone else feel inferior in terms of their intellect. Well, at but, least he but, didn't do it on the Evil Dead episode. No, he didn't. That was a surprise. <laughs> Christian and I didn't know he was going to be on there. He didn't know he was going to be on there. Yeah, Dave just Dave just dropped him on us. Christian and I were like texting back and forth. We're like, why don't we just quit now? Yeah, I mean, no, if Watson's we gonna come on. You might as well. I can't say anything. I've I like I've had Watson on my show. He, he's Watson's always welcome on Exploding Heads. I think he's got like an open invite to just about any podcast because he oh, always he really does. He just brings fire wherever he goes. Like uh, I remember right before we did the last House on Left episode. Kenneth and I had a phone call where we like bef- like a week before we were going to do the show, we were just like, dude, we have to bring our A game. We can't like this is Watson. We can't like <laughs> like because because our Kill the Cast is not known for going like super deep like Watson does. But I don't think and I don't think people expected us to. Uh, in fact, I remember uh, Alex Edwards. Uh, he didn't like the episode because he thought it, it it didn't have the humor that Kill the Cast normally has. Uh-huh. Um, and that's fine. I don't expect anyone to love every show I've done. And, and even though Skeleton Crew is one of my favorite shows, they have shows I don't like. That's 100% that's, fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you put out as many shows yeah. as, as we do. This, Of course, there's going to be stuff some people don't like. Yeah, but to me, when we did that last House on the Left episode... Uh, that was the episode, along with the Psycho 3 episode, that I am so proud of because I showed motherfuckers that, oh, if you want to get smart and deep, I can hold my own 100%. We yeah. Can, we can go. I have, I have no problem with that. Because I, like, I recently went super deep on it on a movie. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Meatball Machine movies from Japan. I've seen the first one. I went on a Hero Hero Ghost Show with Bo from Legion. Yes. And I did I did those two movies. And, uh, you know, I, I found ways to get deep on those just because, once again, I'm going to a show that's known for getting deep and really looking at, at a deepness. And, like, and, and that Watson show that I did was one that I just, like, I was like, Watson's coming on? Kenneth, we got to step up. Yeah. We got to knock this out the fucking park. Yeah, you want you want to step up, but you want to be careful not to lose yourself because you know what makes kill the cast kill the cast. You know you don't want to you don't want to swim too deep with Watson. You wind up getting oxygen deprivation. Yeah, and we did that episode was like <laughs> three hours fucking long. Yeah, it was not a normal episode, but I'm super but I'm super proud because I I also I feel it's the the definitive podcast on Last House on the Left. Just yeah. like I feel like y'all's carry is the definitive episode on on Carrie. Um, that's, that's, that's cool to hear. I, I do feel that way sometimes after we get a review done where I'm like, all right, we did a really, really awesome review of that. I never I never think in terms of definitive because, you know, I always want people to to listen to all all um all voices out there in terms of, of their thoughts on films. But oh, yeah, it, sure. it's not, it's nice to hear when people say something like that. And I, we got a lot of positive feedback from, from some of our shows in particular, the, the slasher show was probably like our craziest feedback in terms of how epic people thought it was. Oh even yeah. Though, that was even a fucking we were, monument. We were fucking delirious during that. I mean, we had to come back the next night and finish it, but we were on for a good six and a half hours before we, seven hours before we even stopped for night one. Whew. 
Fuck yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I'm just, I just, well, I don't know. It, I probably, I'm really good at talking for a long time, but just the amount of of liquids I would have to drink, <laughs> like well, not, I'm not even alcoholic. I just would have to drink constantly. Cr- Christian would fill you with plenty of fluids. That I, I bet he would. Uh, and and one day I, I gotta have him on because then I'll have all three exploding heads done. Yeah, definitely. That I think that would be awesome. I think one thing that uh, you know you, you're great on Kill the Cast. You're a great host, and you're really, really awesome at doing these interviews. Even even a show like this, I was skeptical about because I'm like, you know what? I don't have anything super interesting to say. I'm not a super crazy guy, but uh, I had a lot of fun with you tonight. Yeah, I love these interview shows just because I. Here's the thing. If I listen to a podcast, I listen to the podcast because of the people. I -hmm. like the people. When you're doing a podcast, you're not selling movies. You're selling yourself. Yes. And I want to know more information about that person. Yeah. Um, And that's why I decided to do the interview shows because I sat down and I go, you know, I want to know how how JP does all this shit. I want to know how Daisy does all this shit. I want to know how Watson does all this shit. I want to know how Brandon does all this shit. You know, I want to know their side of it. And maybe my, my answer is simple. I just show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got very little to do. I'm, I lucked out. I'm sort of the, the I wouldn't say the third wheel, but I, I just have to watch the movies and show up. <laughs> yeah. That's what both Kenneth and Jay get to do. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it, it's great because the, uh, the amount of, of, of work that, that Dave's put in, in terms of promoting the show and the amount of work that Christian puts in editing the show it's uh you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are without that so i'm I'm super thankful to both of them yeah dave is a goddamn beast when it comes to promotion he, he is he is he 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 knows his stuff he is ridiculous he like that's someone that uh when i when i want to look how promotion is done I, I he's someone i always look to yeah because he he's shown that it works he certainly has uh so all right, uh, we are going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Links for Exploding Heads, of course, will be in the description. Um, you can catch them on Horophilia and Legion. You can also catch them in your dreams, in your pants, <laughs> and uh, if you're lucky, in your mouth. We are out of here. Thank you, Brandon, for joining me. Thank you. And uh, do you have any last words for the people out there? I just want to say thank you to everyone. I'm still, after three years of doing this, so overwhelmed with the support and with how great the whole community is. I mean, I never in a million years would have come on here and started talking about dealing with depression and anxiety, but we have such a cool, unique family of, of, of horror fans, and it's it's great support and, and great people, and I just I have a blast. I, I don't see myself wanting to ever stop doing this. Yeah, I got, I, and it's true. It's it's dope that not only do we have a opening, uh, open and understanding community, but it's for me, it's a it's a big thank you to uh, like you and the show you do to bring you on and interview you so that people can learn because I want to learn more, but people also want to learn more, and like I just think it's the dopest idea to interview podcasters as kind of. Uh, not not to learn uh, learn more, but to also go. You're important enough that we give a shit, and we want to know more about you. It's a, it's a thank you for doing what you do, um, 
Because it's a little bit of ego stroking and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you don't have to do. You just have to show up. You don't really have to do anything. I'll you tell know. you what. You turned JP into a diva. Did I? You think it's because of me? Yeah, I think after the interview show, he became somewhat of a diva. Just like, oh man, I've been interviewed. I'm hot shit now. Wow. I'm still, I'm still gonna hate myself just as much as I hated myself before the interview. But I did have a blast with you. <laughs> Wow, I don't, because I, I, I was gonna say I didn't, you know, I don't feel like Dave Z changed. I don't feel like Watson changed. Don't feel no, like but change. J, JP did. Wow, JP, uh, I would say you would hear this, but you don't listen to Kill the Cast <laughs> because it was out of order one time, which is not my fault. And if you go to our feed now, it's completely in order because I now See, have control over everything. Com- that's a diva complaint right yeah, there. <laughs> I have control of everything now, and it's in one hundred percent order. So, uh, and I know because I had to re-upload all of them in fucking order. And it took me like four days. Uh, So there you go, JP. Uh, Thank you, everyone. We are getting the fuck out of here. I hope you enjoyed this uh, three hour, uh, almost three hour. It might be a little under after I I, I do a little tweaking. But a three hour interview with uh, Brandon Orlick. Um, Orlick what? You know, that's it. This whole time I've been trying to figure out what the joke is with Orlick? There is a joke in there. I knew it was something there, and I just did not. And I just every time I couldn't come up with something fucking good enough. And <laughs> there it is. I got That's it all why... the time in school. Orlick, what? Buttlick. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, you know, to... I would have been like, "Hey, Orlick, my dick is an ore." <laughs> and then you would have been like, "Come on, you can never get as hard as a rock." And I'd be like, yeah. "Motherfucker." Uh, we are out of here everyone thank you for joining us uh description will have everything you need for exploding heads uh their facebook group their twitter their patreon all of that nonsense and of course as always you can find kill the cast and all those links facebook group twitter uh youtube channel all that goodness we are fucking out of here let me know who you want me to interview next in the podcast world I already have someone picked out, but, you know, sometimes uh, scheduling doesn't work and it doesn't happen the way I want it to. So give me ideas anyway and uh, keep checking out. Obviously, Exploding Head is coming out with a Halloween retrospective. Uh, or are you, we? You, Yeah, you you heard it here until I get death threats from Christian, um, who won't know until Dave Z tells him. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have the Horror Coliseum continuing on, which on episode seven, Brandon is is coming on. Brandon, the new blood is coming on to tackle uh, Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood, which also, by the way, you won't be alone in that being your favorite Friday the 13th movie because that's Kenneth's favorite Friday the 13th movie. The crazy thing is it's not even my favorite Friday the 13th film, but I'm, I'm honored that uh, that I get to come on for that one because that one versus New Nightmare is going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. That I think it's going to be a very fucking good battle. I almost had you on for part six, but I did not want to hear you complain that much. <laughs> I don't hate part six as much as people think I do. I just like to bust uh, Christian's balls. Wait, what is your favorite Friday movie? Or are you going to wait until the franchise show to tell us? I can just go ahead and tell you right now without no having listening? watched them in a little while. It, it's the original. The original? Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Is the uh, one I rate the highest. Yes. Okay, I'm down with that. So, all right, guys, we are out of here. Those are our shows that are coming up in the future. 
be be sure to keep your ears out for those. Halloween is always a, a big month for the horror podcast realm. Uh, obviously, Kill the Cast, we do not do anything special for Halloween. The only thing you're getting from us, I think, is uh, just the Horror Coliseum Part 4. Um, that's it. But everyone will be doing something crazy, and obviously you now know what Exploding Heads is doing. <laughs> and I'm super excited about it, even though I talk shit on people who do this idea. So I'm a hypocrite, so fuck me. But it's Exploding Heads that's top fucking tier. So we are out of here, and I'll stop rambling um full head explosion uh is my rating for awesome brandon full, or like full head explosion for you and what you do okay just make sure you swallow <laughs>